Buenos dias, ladies and gentlemen. It is me, Kyle Ritchie, your host here of the Planet Comedy Podcast. Uh, I'm giving you a little check-in. This is different, right? Look at all the professionalism I have. I'm recording in. I'm recording something before the show even actually starts. But uh, welcome to the Planet Comedy Podcast. I am your host, aspiring. Well, not even aspiring. I'm comedian, internet personality, owner, operator. The Vince McMahon of the whole operation here, Mr. Kyle Ritchie. Shut up, Karen. Shut up. Don't talk while I'm talking. You know better than that. Ridiculousness. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. That was my TV trying to talk to me. But uh, I wanted to talk to you guys real quick before we get into the interview here uh, about some some changes I've made to the structure of the the podcast. So for most of this this podcast's life, it's been uh, organized chaos, so to speak. We've just been uh, winging it. Really, just getting in here, seeing what happens, seeing what's said. That's going to change a little bit. Uh, I've always wanted to find a way to more organize the chaos, to give the show a structure, but a structure that would allow us to dive down rabbit holes and go places that the show, you know, always seem you know could go. The interesting places the show goes sometimes it will still be available. So, from this point moving forward. Each podcast I have will have one main topic that we're going to talk about. One main thing that we're going to get into that me and the guest or just me is going to speak on and discuss with you guys. Just one main overarching theme. Therefore, that will give us a lot more structure, a lot more time to come up with things to talk about with you guys. But also gives us the freedom to dive down the rabbit holes from this overarching theme. Now, I am going to have some casual conversation to start with the guests because I usually like to warm my guests up. You know, it's it's intimidating, especially if you've never sat in front of a microphone to, to sit in front of a microphone and talk into it. So I think you guys would be, you know, behooved if I, you know, helped ice break the guests a little bit. But we are going to have, you know, like the, a different topic each week. You know, the rabbit holes that you guys are done, the deep dives, like... The side tracks that we have will happen, but we'll always revert. At least we'll have one central topic to get back to, and I think that's going to be really good for our show. Uh, yeah, I'm going to make guests return, like the people you've seen, like Mr. Hunter Stewart, Mr. Mike Cateo, Mr. Dan York, to you know, be on the podcast in its new format, in its newest form. I think in its newest and improved form. But uh, anyway... Thank you guys for always listening, even when this show was organized chaos, and and now we're going to have a little bit more structure, and I think things are going to get a lot more a lot more fun and interesting. Thank you for always listening. Thank you for you know, joining me and my guests. And, you know, uh, This week's guest is my good friend, David Stidham. He is joining us to promote his podcast, uh, Diversity in Life, which I think is going to be really great. His, the main topic for today is going to be the journeys of self-discovery and the inner workings of the human experience. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys so much for joining me on this journey. And here we go. Take it away, me and Devin. Sound good. 
Welcome, sir. My friend Devin Stidham joins the show. Welcome nice to, to the be here, Brad. Podcast. We were just talking about, we're just doing some some shit chat about MMA. I was asking you about your opinion on the Volkanovski fight. So do you think think Alex won the fight? Uh, yeah. Uh, so I've watched it twice, like, and in the midst of rewatching, because the first time I was at a party, you know what I mean? And yeah. You get distracted. But second time around, I think Volk won three, like three out of the five. Uh, but it was tight, dude, you know, and with Islam being new champ and having Habib there, I don't know. I, you could call it close, but there was more damage, especially right there in the end of the fifth round that was huge, you know, like right there, and he was like just hounded on right there at the last like minute of the fifth. And um, I think he could have went to Vogue, but it's just like he got on Twitter and was ready for a rematch instantly, man. Yeah, you of know? course. Like in, without hesitation. he feels like he won the fight. Yeah. Oh yeah. <clears throat> That's how these fighters are, dude. Especially if they feel like they won. Like I'll never forget when uh, because Colby wanted an immediate rematch, because he felt like he was winning that fight before you know his jaw got broke. Yeah. And I respect that. I re- I respect that he feels like he was like yeah fuck that I can beat that guy. I don't think so. Colby. It, like man, but it's just, the same thing here. Where Islam won that fight. I mean, by a razor thin margin, if anything. I think that the score, the scorecards of their cells were just shit. Oh yeah, the, somebody know, who like had the, the, somebody who had a forty seven fifty. I'm like, well, you're smoking crack. Yeah, you're bro. In the like, way. You fucking slept through half the fight. Yeah, forty seven fifty. No, slept there half ain't the no fight. way. No, no, for sure. That's. And I mean, that's the thing that I think, you know what I mean? That's why you just take into consideration. There's so many like every ca- round. There's, there's so many cards, man, in 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 the past that you can look back on and just see absolute horrible, horrible judging, you know? Just like well, right off the rip. And I agree more with like what Rogan said. Like it's three is not enough judges for this sport. Oh, it's just no. not. No, you need more not. people. You gotta keep it an odd number. Five would probably be better. Like, if you're not going to do a thing where you have it, like, be voted on by multiple people at once online, just have five people there at least. I mean... Because it's clear with three, you are getting wrong decisions. Because, listen, I don't know that Volk won the fight, but somebody, I judge seeing it as Islam winning every round of the fight. I'm like, all right, not, there's got to be somebody there who can tell that dude, dude, you're fucking crazy. Yeah, you're out of here, bro. Yeah, no you're, you've lost chance. your mind. Yeah, no. There ain't no fucking way. No. You just have to have enough people to overrule people like See, that. See, and this is the thing, man. Like, Volk will go back down to 145, and nobody can beat him, right? This is this is why he challenged Islam in the first place. Like, he's going to be dominant at 145, and he'll come back to 155. I mean, listen, man, we always it, say 155 that. 155 is so stacked, bro. We say like, that. 155 is so stacked. Like, you, How many times have we said that, though? How many times have we said nobody can beat them, and then... You know, it's yeah. one kick or one punch, and yeah, but that, and you're fucking. That's the beauty of it. People though. are hitting you with the smell and salts, and you're waking up like, oh fuck. Yeah, but that's the beauty of it, man. Is that it only takes one. You know, it's like that fight with um, with Leon and Kamaru. Yeah, dude, I never would have imagined fifth round was going to lose that title. Well, was there one minute left? He was in the smashing fight, him. Too. I mean, yeah, he I wasn't smashing him, but he was. I think he was winning. It's pressure, the fight. constant yeah. pressure, the whole fight, bro. Constant I pressure. think he was winning three two and was on his way. To like a, yeah, I think he was on his way to at least I a three. I think two, it would have been. Like I think a, it was two one, really. Or he may have locked it down. He may have had a fucking four one. The win. takedowns. Yeah, the takedowns were solid for Kamaru, but yeah, and then out of nowhere, he's just like, see, the head, this is the thing that always over. blows my fucking socks off, bro. Is like they can call it 
the announcers call that shit. You know, like even in the Kamaru fight, they were like, he's they were vulnerable. Like, they were talking about Kamaru standing there, and they were like, you gotta watch out for Leon. Even in the fifth round, even here in Salt Lake City, where you know what I mean, the elevation is fucking crazy high, and everybody's gassed the fuck out. You gotta watch out for Leon because he came early, he came prepared, and you've got like, oh my god, yeah, it's it was insane. Yeah, bro. They are, they're See, all. They, so Joe smart. Rogan said, you got to watch out for Leon's kicks in the fifth round, bro. And then what was it, like 30 seconds later? He kick knocked the fuck out instantly. Like, Well, to me, it's how solidly he goes to sleep. When you watch. When you watch him get kicked in the face. Yeah, dude, these edits are epic, too. I'm trying to find where he just. Just where he hits him. But, dude, it did. It looked like Kamaru was just going to do what he does and wrestle his way to a win. And then he clipped him. Starched, man. Lights off. Yeah. Like, and well, see, and it was the same way with, like, Jorge Masvidal and Kamaru Usman. Man, like, I had high hopes for Masvidal going into that fight, bro. Oh, I did. I really did. I knew I knew what Usman was. I I had watched this. He was like Khabib because I, I spent years telling everybody about Khabib and the Ring of Metal. I was like, listen. I know we're all talking about Connor and all this shit. This dude from Russia is murdering is murdering people. Everybody. He's gonna maul. I was like, I don't understand what he's doing to people. And I I, I remember when he started to take over the UFC. I was like, I fucking told y'all. I felt the same way about Usman. I watched him when he was like seven and zero in the UFC, and I was like, oh, this dude's gonna fuck everybody up. Well, see, and I feel like Islam didn't have that hype, though. And I feel like he hasn't even come up no, with that. No, I didn't even know about Islam. That's what I'm saying. Bro, you fought, what, like three times? And then you get a title shot because Habib is in your corner? That's like... But he was 18-1, and one, and he was mauling people, just like Khabib did. But all, but he did, unlike Khabib, he got clipped. Yeah, he's got... He carries one loss, don't he? Yeah, by knockout. Yeah, see. He got clipped. That's the only blemish on his record. And it's and, a guy... I can't even remember who did it. Like, it's not somebody, like, big. Like, he didn't get knocked out in any big fights that he's been in. He usually has dominated. But I can't remember who... I can't remember who knocked him out. It's just some dude. But, like, I hate to say it's just some dude. Adrian Martins. That's who it was. Adriano, Adriano Martins. Adriano Martins. I don't know who that is either. Dude. Killed it, looks like, with a big overhand Oh, right. hit him direct, like, square. Oh. I mean, he scrambled, but the fight was over. Okay. I mean, because he stoned him. And I don't understand. Like, I don't... That's MMA math for you. Like, this dude's a dominant wrestler, and he just gets starched. This is early, yeah. Yeah, it's way early in his career. Way early. Doesn't have a beard yet. Moxing with this guy. Dude... I bet these next. I can't. I haven't looked up his record, but I bet his. See, and this is this is. I the bet bad these thing, next man. couple fights, all he did was take people down. He was like, "Fuck that boxing shit. That sucked." Yeah, bro. See, and this is the thing. I feel like what. Bam, oh, dude. On the counter. Done. It's over. Over. Oh, he shouldn't even have called it though. That was a shitty. That was a that was a shitty stop. He's trying to get that man to keep that man from getting sent to space. I mean, yeah, but still, he's you trying to understand how tough those fucking. I, I hear you, are, but a lot of times you're just trying to protect the guy from himself. Because you listen, he got okay. He's stoned. He's not getting back up. Listen, bro. All that's gonna happen there is you're gonna getting watch this stoned, dude. You're gonna watch this like, dude take six hammer fists to the face. Getting stoned is like when Dan Henderson got hit. Uh, well, no, when Dan Henderson knocked out Michael Bisping. That's that true. Was, that dude was dead. And listen, he he still got one in afterwards. He, he did still, get one in. He still came in like. 
There was no time. And smashed him. That's probably that's probably a big reason. Dana was like, "Hey, don't don't be letting don't people let them get killed on literally killed on live." Yeah, like, oh. don't don't be letting these guys get beat up after they're knocked and out. And it's so crazy because Bisping came back so strong, man. You know, oh dude, that second fight he got clipped twice. Well, not like even big in the fighting H-bombs. aspect, man. He, like the commentary aspect. You oh, know what I mean? Great. Like you come back from. He's super fun. Oh yeah. Just oh leaned God. into it, man. But he looked cognitive. He looked like he was up. That's what know? I'm saying when he pops up. But I wonder if the only reason he popped popped up like that is because the ref stepped in. You know what I mean? Like he kind of goes out and then comes back. I don't know. He's still a little active. Probably out on the way down, hit the ground, come back too. You That's know? true. Because <clears> it can happen that That's quick. That's probably why the ref called it. Is he, he probably saw the lights go out when he was still standing. And knew he was like, nah, bro. The only reason you came back too is because you hit the canvas. Yeah, like he was getting ready. He was getting ready to murder you in front of your friends and family. Yeah, <laughs> and like, that guy's a champ now. That's what's crazy about that. The dude who just got absolutely KO'd there. That guy's a champ. Yeah, I have. I don't even know what happened. Uh, Adriano Martins after this. Oh uh, no, I, I, I literally. I think it's the first time I've ever even heard of him. But for the rest of his life, talk to him. he can say he knocked out the guy that is mauling everybody right now. Yeah, that's champ. Champ knocked him out. Yeah, put him to sleep. Put him to sleep, man. But a, in all reality, not putting too bad. Like I guess. I mean, he looks. In, in it a looks a lot sense, different now. <laughs> in a quick sense, but God, dude, yeah, that's tough. Dude. It's crazy how big they get these fighters. Oh man, it's not. I mean, nowadays, a little bit, but like, dude, even back then, like back. Oh, when back I, when they could take steroids, oh. they were jacked. Dude, jacked. Mark Coleman was a tank. Alistair Overeem was always my favorite on oh, steroids. Yeah, he looked like a comic. Have you ever character. seen? Uh, oh, what's his name? Pete. Uh, Pete something. He knocked out Mark Coleman. Head kicked him, bro. Uh, mm. Had shoes on. <laughs> kicked him right in the head, bro. Knocked him out cold. Oh, like tennis shoes. Yeah, like, the, you know, the fighters, like, in Pride, look up, uh, yeah, Mark Coleman and Pete. I don't know why I put a space between Coleman. Pete Williams, yeah, I could not think of his last name. There you go. Long, uh, long fight, but yeah, They bro. both got shoes on. Oh, I have seen this. He kicks this man directly oh, in yeah, the face. Oh, yeah, it's so bad. Just right here at the With end, his dude. his foot. Yeah. Like, shoes on. Oh, my God. Literally I mean, that's, sh- like, in the nose. Like, yeah, upper, like, your upper lip, nose, literally just busted. And he was champion, bro. Mark Coleman, he was, like, unstoppable. He beat everybody. Look how roided out he was. He was huge. Oh, yeah. He was a wrestler. Yeah, they were nasty. Like, he would just take people down. He was the first dude that would just take people down just and beat, beat the fuck out of yeah, them. Yeah, that's like, that's like the old school Brock Lesnar right there. God, Brock was my favorite. I loved Brock oh, so yeah. much. Dude, there was actually a. I was okay, so I was over at uh, he some family members the other day. The dude, Brock Lesnar is WWE like WWE now. Yeah, did not know that he, he was, was at, on a pay per view. He was that originally, like, I think. Yeah, he was originally a professional wrestler, and then went to football. Really? Yeah, he tried out and made the practice team for the Minnesota Vikings and like played a couple of preseason games. And then, then they told him all the traveling he would have to do, and he was like, "Fuck that!" No way. And like, he just scattered and started. Yeah, started MMA fighting. Wow. Started training and got a UFC contract immediately. Like his first fight was in the UFC. Yeah, and he beat the fuck out of everybody. Became champion. Well, the first fight he got actually got heel hooked by fucking Frank Mir, and then he beat the fuck out of everybody, and Frank Mir. 
that shit came full circle. Uh, sucks. It's so da- it's such a dangerous game to play though, man. Because when you get when you get hit, I feel like when you get hit so hard, sometimes there's just like no coming back from that. Like Dominic Reyes, man. Like you know, well you he didn't get, get it wasn't even get hit hard. He just got hit a lot. I mean, yeah, Cody Garbrandt uh, just he's like, pretty much after that. John Jones, and then who did he fight after John Jones? It was like was it, oh, you're talking about Reyes, yeah. So Yuri Prohaska, and when he hit oh. him with that elbow, bro, it literally just destroyed him. Oh. You know. And oh. after that, you don't come back from that, man. It's like, it, it's Dominic Reyes, it's uh, Luke Rockhold, you know, people that just get, like, slept so hard and just never really come back and just need to quit fighting. Luke's chin just went. That's like. what I'm saying. Like, once you, man, You're just getting you hit with it. big shots all the time, it felt like. Although he fought Costa. I mean, he lost. We fought, okay. He didn't get knocked out. I thought he was going to get clipped again. I was like, oh, no. I don't think he's any good, bro, Paul. I don't think so. I think this is going to kill him. Think so? Oh, yeah. I don't know, it just man. depends on what kind of shape he's in, man. He's an old man. It depends on if he's like, if he comes in there like a fat, lazy cow just wanting to get paid by the UFC to, to go in there and fight because he's a rough, tough dog. Like, yeah, <clears throat> it's going to be shitty. But, like, in the sense, you know what I mean? Like, you know that Nick and Nate Diaz are some of the toughest motherfuckers out there, bro. I don't think they've ever been knocked out, ever. Neither of them. Like Nick or Nate, never either of them ever been knocked out in their entire career. I had losses, so. yeah, but never been knocked out. No, and that's impressive, bro. To go an entire like UFC or Strike Force career and not get knocked out—that just goes to show. No, me. Nate's been knocked out. <clears throat> Has he? Yeah, Josh Thompson got him. He got him with the head kick. It was way back in the day. Oh yeah, but 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 early on, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like in the vast, like you look you look over the like the vast majority of the then. career. It's the only one I know of. It's the only time I know of either of them getting finished. I thought he had never gotten finished. It's a TKO. So stoppage. Yeah. He didn't put. I knew. I was about to say no. No, I don't think anybody's. He put him out cold. Man, man, what about that movie? Have you seen that? No, I want to though. Oh my god! I could. I don't even. I don't think I could bring myself to see it, man. It looks interesting to me. Just kept taking him, dude. Tough as fuck, man. Can't just keep taking those, though. See, that one hurt him. I mean, legit finished him. I mean, yeah. Yeah, you can take that one as a loss in the books as a finish, but not knocked no, out. No, never cold. Nobody's ever put him out cold. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, never been, never been started. I was about to say, that's ever. the only finish I've, either, I've ever seen either of them yet. I'm pretty sure. The fact that Connor didn't finish Nate in that second fight is insane to me. Because he hit him with big shots. The biggest of shots. Jesus. Josh Thompson, you don't ever hear of him though either, really. He's got a podcast now, but he was uh. Did he like retire from? Did he quit fighting? Yeah, he quit fighting. But uh, he just, I can't remember. But for a while there, Josh Thompson was like a top five lightweight in the world. I mean, what a run though to come to, to do that to Nate Diaz. That I mean, that's that's you're there, you've done it. You know yeah. what I mean? Not a lot of people can say that fought, they've done I think that. He fought for the title, but he lost. That was when Aldo was. Oh yeah, when Jose was, was one fifty five. Who was who was the champ at one fifty five then? 
I can't remember who it was. Somebody, but it was somebody that you know was on top of the division. Nate Diaz, he didn't fight 155. I thought he was 170. No, he fought 155 for a long time. He bounced between both. I always thought he was better at 155. Right. I thought he was leaner. A little bit more scary. Because I was like, dude, if he can transfer that and not get a knocked out thing to 155, he's going to beat up all those little dudes. Yeah. Bad. <laughs> Bad. Because what can you do? Oh god! But no, I haven't seen that cocaine bear thing. But I, I want to see it badly. I man, I just where did they come up? That's based on a real story, right? Yeah, but that bear, I believe, died. But did it literally go on a rampage of killing people? Like I don't think so. Out? No, I think it just got coked out and probably just stumbled around and then had a heart attack. I would assume. But I want to see it. It looks awesome. It looks fraught out, bro. <laughs> I mean, I'm big in. But I also love so bad they're good movies. Like, I really want to see the new... Have you seen there's a Winnie the Pooh horror movie? No. I swear. Uh, no, I've not seen it. Win- Blood and Honey. <clears throat> this looks like a sketchy 90s Winnie the Pooh, man. Yeah, it is. Except he's going to kill people because that's just the is world we the live in. Is that the era it's set in is the 90s? No, I think it's present day would be my assumption. I'm pretty sure they're about to murder Christopher Robin, I'm sure. Christopher, we need to leave. Now. I really need to find out what's happening, okay? Like crazy, crazy. Oh, look, it's Winnie the Pooh, Devin. (laughs) And I've turned wild. Okay, now they're murdering people. Wow. They just go to seek revenge. I can't wait to see this. This looks awful. And I'm so excited. Craziness. What? Man. Really something, isn't it? It's out there. Yeah. Man, that is really out there. They put that shit out. They made that shit. Who has the mind for that? Truly. I don't know, but you God know what I'm them. saying? Wow. That's wonderful. That's impressive. I mean, what a what a story to tell. So Christopher Robin abandoned, abandoned the them. toys. Yeah, and then they turn into wild, grown serial killing. Yeah, <laughs> hey, man. that's the what that's an imagination. What an imagination. What I'm getting. I'm I could get like, down right. with the cocaine bear probably a little bit more than that though. That just I feel like that is fuck. That is massive cheese. You know, like that is oh, yeah. so that is so cheesy. I yeah. don't think. Maybe, like, if it didn't go to the theaters, like, like, where is that from? Like, what 
country was that developed out of, I wonder? This one? Yeah. This was made in America, sir. Was it really? Yeah. I'm pretty sure they made it here, and it was. I think it got theatrical release some places. Crazy. Yeah. What has the world come to? <laughs> Man, speaking of just uh, some, what has the world come to stuff? What about the, uh, what about like the UFO sightings over like Michigan and Alaska? Crazy. What do you think about that? I mean, I don't know. I don't Tell know. What's your ha- I don't know that, what's bro. happening anymore. I've been trying to avoid it. As and much and, and also, honestly. what about what about this shit happening? The same fucking time the Super Bowl is going on, you know? Yeah. Like all all of this happens in the same moments that the Super Bowl is airing on national television, and the whole entire world is distracted. <laughs> I watched a briefing, so like uh, I'm fucking down a rabbit hole, bro, with UFOs, and like I watched a briefing and the CIA released about this stuff, and literally it aired like. 10 minutes before the Super Bowl came on. Like, the briefing aired, like, 10 minutes prior to the smart. Super Bowl. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, because I would watch that smart. Shit. You distract the entire country, man. You know what I mean? You've literally got the whole entire country tuned in to a football game <clears throat> so that nobody gives a shit about what's really going on. Yeah, dude, it's... It looks wild. I mean, I haven't really investigated much into it because I'm kind of worried. Oh yeah, hell yeah. To me, or, the only thing I worried, the only thing I've investigated was like the chemical spill and all that. I was shit. getting ready to bring that up, man. I was getting ready to say, what about like that chemical spill? Like, what about the water? That shit's crazy. It's yeah, <laughs> dude. Did you know that there's like been five train derailments in like the last six months? Oh, it's yeah. not just like the end of the Ohio. Well, they had to derail on the way to Detroit with potentially hazardous material, and I'm just like, holy shit. It's like, it makes me want to watch Chernobyl again. That's what it makes me want to do. Yeah. Like, it just, I, I seen, uh, I was, Spook myself I was on bit. Twitter just scrolling the other day and I seen a, a thread that, you know, talked about it. It was like, they tried to kill off a certain amount of the population with COVID. It didn't fucking work. So now they've decided to poison the water supply around the Just country. get hurt by cancer. I'll try to get skin cancer real quick for and us. Dude, like. They have those little. Have you ever seen those we little try testing to do this kits? The easy way. Like they make little testing kits you can like test your tap water with. Have you ever seen those before? They're like these little prongs. You like sit inside of. You get a glass of water out of the yeah. tap and you sit those prongs in it. Like it just brings up all that disgusting shit in tap water. Have you ever seen those? Yeah. That is like. It's insane. That's insane. Like that. That that's insane, man. It it blows my mind. Yeah, I got this out of the fridge. I had a. Oh, yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you have to have purified water now. Literally, you can't even really buy bottled water. You buy a bottle of water, it's got salt in it. Yeah, that's true. Unless a you lot buy of it spring, has Unless you buy it. spring water. You know, spring water is about the only thing that you can get that's worth worth a shit for your body. It's a wild time we live in, though. It is wild, man. It's, it's a scary time. Yeah, bro. the chemical and, spill is the... Probably the scariest thing I've watched happen in a long time because there's so many people that are just like openly dismissive about it. I'm just like, this looks super dangerous. Well, it's really fucked because like, have you seen the the things from like, bro? You can like see it from space and it's huge. It's not like little, you know. Like this is massive. Like you can see this from fucking like millions of miles away. It's the thing people don't understand. And like this, man, this is kind of this kind of ties into what I want to do on my show. You know, like yeah. 
like this kind of stuff, you know what I mean? Like getting on and talking about things like this, like this oil spill that's going on and like why, why it's like not even safe to fucking drink the water out of your sink or take a shower, man, it's truly, you know? Because a lot of people like, a lot of people don't think in this aspect, but like your skin is the most absorbent organ on your body. Yeah. It, I mean, really it is. And uh, like so much bad shit, bro. You know what I mean? If they can fuck the water, then it, then pretty much they control everything yeah. because then everybody's getting sick from cleaning themselves. Like when you when you yeah, so kind of dive down in a little bit, it kind of gets disgustingly like scary and just like uh, uncomfortable, man, to talk about, to think about. I, well, there's so much stuff you can control with water. Like people, you know, I mean, most of the things, most beverages, pretty much anything you drink is, has water in it. Yeah. And like Red 40, like holy fuck, man. Like I've... This, like I, you know, this is one thing I've cut completely out of my life. You know, with me having two small kids, it's like Red Forty, bro. You would blow your mind how how much that shit is in. Do you even know what it is? Do you know what Red Forty is? It's an artificial food dye, and it's in like everything, bro. And it's linked to brain cancer. It's linked to uh, autism and ADHD. All like literally all kinds of shit that a lot of people struggle with, bro. Like my son is is diagnosed with autism. This is not a joke, right? And like Red Forty, it's in candy. M&M's, it's in Skittles, Big Red, anything, any, literally anything red, right? Anything. Well, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. So, and it's, it's, it's like banned in every country other than America, like in Europe, Asia, all these places, like you can't, they can't add it to food because they know what it does to people. But like, it's legal in the U.S. and it's like fucked. Like Doritos, like seriously, bro, <clears throat> any kind, you know what I mean? And there's like red 40, blue 40, like bro, type in red 40 just real quick here on, on, on Google and see what comes up here. You really never heard of that before? No, I don't ask a lot of questions like that, sir. Oh man. Oh man. You dive too deep into the government, you find out some shit you don't want to know. That, that, that is the sad truth. That commonly found in dairy products, sweets, snacks, baked goods, and beverages. It is synthetic. An FDNC Red 40 it is used as food dye and has and as the E number E129. Man, see, and, and this is the thing that is so scary, bro. It's like, who doesn't eat Doritos? I mean, you know, really, in the sense, if you're an American and you don't know about these kinds of things, like, you're eating Doritos, bro. Everybody eats Doritos or drinks Big Red or, you know, does, eats or drinks the things, you know what I mean, that you drank your whole entire life, man. Like, I remember growing up my whole life and, and eating these things, you know, and it's crazy. I could get on YouTube, you could get on YouTube right now, man, and I could show you a video of a guy that takes bags of Doritos, places them into a fire pit, Takes a lighter, lights one chip on fire, throws it under the pile, the entire pile lights blaze, the Doritos burn down, and the guy cooks a steak over top of the grill because the Doritos burn so hot. And, like, we ingest those, man. You know, it's just crazy. Well, there are lots of things. There's all kinds of things you ingest that are put into your food that you probably shouldn't put into your body. Oh, yeah. No. 
hundred percent. I'm just saying, like, th- this is an example, you know? Like, and it, it, dude, it just... Well, it seems to be particularly, like, like, you talk about your son is, like, autistic. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I'm not saying that that stems from this or anything like that. Well, I'm no, just saying, as a... There are, I was about to say, I, I'm on the spectrum, and I have ADHD, but... Right. This says, like, you can't make... It has... Might make symptoms of that worse. So I could see where, like... That would be super concerning. Like, I could see why, it would, like, people feel like there needs to be a warning label with it on. Oh there. yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but see, like that—that's just the thing. I, it's not. Though. No, there's no warning labels on anything anymore. No, never, never on anything. And it's just—it's—it's it's so crazy, you know. It's more. I think that's probably about making money, though. Oh yeah, everything's, buy their shit. everything's about making money, man. If they can monetize it and make it to where it can hold power over top of other people, like they're gonna do it. Oh, yeah. They're going to do it. That's a good segue to the main topic of the show, which we were going to talk about. You're going to try to do your own show, yes? Yeah, man. Uh, so, yeah, I we I this is something I've been, you know, thinking about working on uh, just up in my head for, like, the past, like, three or four months, man. You know, and I just really have got to a point now where I have a direction I want to go. And it really ties into all this stuff that we've been talking about for the last, like, 10, 15 minutes is – you know, just all of the things that aren't talked about in modern life, society, you know what I mean? The rat race, the things that we get caught up in doing, getting up, going to work, you know what I mean? And just coming home, you have families, you know what I mean? You, you just get caught up in life and a lot of these things are dismissed so heavily, dude, so heavily. Like, there was uh, just like a brief moment I had where I was, you know, at home, and I just thought to myself, I was like, I just want to to share that idea, dude, you know, like, and the best way that I can do that is to just talk about it, you know what I mean, I I have a good, clear voice, you know what I'm saying, and I'm easy to talk to, you know what I'm saying, so, like, I don't, I don't know, the direction of it is kind of like how what you have here, you know what I mean, it's not specifically tied to any one thing, you know what I mean, you've got all these broad different topics, like it's going to be called diversity in life. You know what I'm saying? So I want to be able to tackle whatever I want to tackle and talk about and, uh, and be open to that and be able to go down rabbit holes or, you know what I mean? Have people on and, and debate and do different things. Uh, but it's just going to be a journey, man. You know what I mean? Like this is my first time ever really being on the air. You know what I mean? So I'm coming here to get, you know, a feel for the atmosphere. Yeah. It's a, and, uh, it's a weird thing. It is weird. It is weird. It, it, it's real weird. You know what I mean? Because this is not how no, people normally conversate, you know? No. Like sitting across from each other at a table, you know, with microphones and talking. And uh, and that's what I want it to be, you know? I want it to be a, a place where people can come and they can listen, you know what I mean? And they can find out things or, you know, come to a place where if they have questions about anything, dude. Like it, one thing that I've learned is like, this is just one big giant journey we're on together, bro. Everybody, everybody that you meet, we all have one common yeah, goal. Yeah, well, it's uh, most people all have a common goal, but what's so interesting about the human experience is you get to see it from so many different perspectives, and it's all the time. It's different from so many different perspectives. All the time, yeah, man. Perspective is everything. That's and that, that's one huge thing that I that I want to talk about in my show is like just the human experience and perspective and like. Because I'm 26 right now, and I can tell you right now that I look at life completely differently right now than I did even a year ago. So 
as opposed to like pe- people say, you know, when you're 18 years old, that's when you're, you know, you're an adult and you're you're free to go and you go get a job and you do this and th- this isn't the the path for the for a normal person. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I I remember that part of me and like that it, you're not the same person. You know what I'm saying? And the, no, the perspective right. constantly is shifting and changing. And uh, the idea that you have to add 18 or an adult is first off insane. You're still a child. Oh my god, it, horribly, yeah. so bad. And like, it's so modernized, <clears throat> man. But dude, that's what one thing. Like when you told me you wanted to do a show, and like you're kind of thinking it's like you know I've kind of been on a journey of self discovery. Like that's one thing. I don't think people do a, a lot until you get older because you don't. You don't have the experience. We well, don't have the experience. You don't have the maturity to reflect on your decisions. Like, yeah, like I can look back now and admit to myself that like there are a lot of times that I was I was in the wrong, and like I treated people poorly. But you can't do that when you're 23, 22 years old. You're just you're in the bre- midst. Of yeah, it. you're yeah. breezing through life without a care in the world most yeah. of the time. And sometimes you know thinking that you're the fucking man and that you just you have all the answers as a yeah. But in even all reality, if even if your life is shit, even if everything around you is shit, you're like, well, I'll figure this shit out. Yeah, yeah. And then man. you get older, and that's what I'm saying. The older you get, the easier it is to reflect on poor choices and like learn from mistakes that you made. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And that's a big thing is like people aren't allowed to make mistakes anymore. I don't feel like no, it, dude. And like, and so shifting from like our childhood, like you know, people that are our age, our generation, to like even like my my kids or you know what I mean like the younger generation now it's so different oh it's insane it's insane it's insane how different it is like I you know what I mean like I have a hard time keeping like a you know what I mean like a like a balanced thing at home between like my daughter you know wanting to like play video games and you know watch television but then also like do things that are intellectually good for her you know what I mean like not sitting in front of the screen right and she's six, dude. You know what I'm saying? So like, and she, it, there's she gets this overwhelming upsetness, bro. Like just completely overwhelming, and like it's so hard for me to help her, man. Like you know what I mean? And people don't understand those things. You know what I'm saying? Like most people, whenever you say something like that, they're gonna think this is something to do with your parenting. This is something to do with this the kid being a fucking brat blah 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 you know and uh that's one huge thing you know what i mean that i want to be able to go into on my show and and dive dude just dive down and be able to touch people bro you know what i mean just in a different way yeah like and make a difference you know what i'm saying like i don't know if you've ever uh, do you do you watch any like self-discovery shows or hear of any self-discovery like talks or anything like that like podcasts or any shows? I mean, I'm sure they're out there. I just not oh, dude, there's there. so many. So like, there's a guy that I really like to watch. His name's Danny Morell. I don't know if you've ever heard of him, but he's got a really great show called The Higher Self. And uh, like, man, so that in, in him and his show is really like a big inspiration for me and like what I want to do. And it's basically, man, just like being able to. Like, if you're at home, like how I was, like I would be at home and I would be like just unwinding, man. I'm sitting there, like I'm smoking a little, I'm just chilling at home, laid up after a shower, you know, and, and eating dinner. And I'm, and I'm watching this and this is it's talking about, you know, different issues that people have that never are brought to light. 
the you know what I mean the father wound the mother wound the the shit that when you're listening to it it just makes you fucking pause the show and you're like holy shit man like this guy just said that there was an issue and then explained like some of the aftermath that can happen and just the human experience bro yeah there's you know and then you you get that feeling you know what i mean and you touch somebody that's like i don't know where this guy lives you know he's thousands probably miles away and this is probably what i watched was probably recorded months ago but that 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 is the thing you know what i'm saying like that's that that's the goal that's what you want is to yeah you want to ex you want to like try to explain people's lives like people's yeah, experiences man, like, in so life the, the part of the part of people that they don't know about right yeah so just the part of the like i'm gonna i'm gonna use myself for example like i'm just like i'm usually like a really really loud ass person just all the time and just in general in my life um, but that that comes from like when i was a kid my dad was like drug addict uh, and he was like always out of it, bro, and just never heard anything. Like never listened. You know, I'd be like, dad, 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 and you know, t- try to tell him, talk to him, play with him, be interacted with him. And I, you know, what I mean, I was never heard. So that resonated with me to become loud, as, like loud as fuck, dude. You know what I mean? So like, I'm just, I'm generally a loud person, and you can still see this with me sitting in this room talking to you, you know. But like. I don't feel like you're that loud. I mean, yeah, because I, I keep a control on it, you know, for the most part. And while I'm sitting here, I'm trying to adjust my voice to this microphone and stuff. But, like, those are the kinds of things that you want to resonate with somebody with, man. You know, like, you want to be able to say that and then somebody stop and be like, dude, like, damn, I get that. You know what I mean? Like, I understand that. We want to give somebody, like, you want to give people somebody to relate to. Yeah, they can, yeah, that's it, man. You, 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 somebody they can look at and they somebody don't feel, they they don't like, feel damn, alone. Damn, I'm not the only one out here that's going, that feels this way. Like, yeah. shit sucks, dude. But it's, I'm not the only person out here that feels feeling this Feeling alone way. is the worst feeling on earth. Yeah, man. And it makes everything worse because when you feel alone, then your mindset is trapped in this, like, negative, just, like, really bad s- spot, you know? So, like, and like my my life right now is not like daisies and rainbows, man. I'm on the journey, but like the well, point I don't think anybody's life right now is daisies, and, rainbows, is daisies with, and rainbows. Oh my god, anymore, right? Dude. With the way things the are, the world is such a fucking nightmare. That's why I'm I, I really like that you were just kind of like you want to help people kind of you know I don't know discover that they're not by themselves that we're all kind of in this together. I think yeah, that's a dude. good. I think it's a very good thing. I think it's super necessary in a time like this. It, I mean, it really is, bro. Because the, where it feels you like the world to. is kind of. Separating. It's falling apart, man. Yeah. You know, with every year that passes, it gets worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. You know, so like the best thing that we can do is like just to realize that, like, hey, we are all here together. We're all, you know what I mean? And not everybody has the same goals, obviously, but like everybody has the same, you know, like survivalistic. Well, we're not all goals. living the same lives, but in a way, we are living in the same life. Like, we all have to live on the planet at the same time together yeah when you look at it it's just it's like you said earlier it's just about a different perspective yeah it's just about shifting the way you look at it to well like we're all here like i watched something that kind of sat with me and it was like we are like we are drops in an ocean as humans yeah you know? like we are drops in an ocean but what is an ocean but a multitude of drops you know yeah, like we right. are one like collectively like we are one 
you know and it goes back to that same thing like when you're in you know you're in uh, middle school and you learn that your body is made up of 75 percent water and you're like that's crazy. That's crazy. There's no way. I've got all these bones and this blood and all these organs and tissue, and I'm made up of 75% water. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. And in essence, like, just so much, man. So much diversity. So much different things, you know what I mean, that I want to bring onto the show and talk about and all for just a great reason, you know? Yeah. It's not, it's not like, part of it is that I want to be able to create stability in my life with some passive income and that comes with podcasting and monetizing your show but in the essence that's not what i'm here for you know like it's I'm not here, about making money which is what i no, respect because it, it's not about that bro because i i can I, I pour concrete for a living like i can go and i can pour i i mean i make 23 dollars an hour right now you know what i'm saying so like i i have a good living but this is something that is going to make me feel better on the inside. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is going to be something that just helps me grow, like, in my head and in, like, my heart. And I know that sounds kind of foolish, but, like, you, have to, foolish. Oh, you like, have to grow as a person, bro. It's too. very wholesome. Yeah. I, mean, I think it's the only way to grow. Because I've, and I've, that, something I pride myself on this show, like, I've had four or five hour conversations with people. And, like, you know, I, I think the best thing you can do is to talk to people you don't agree with on everything or talk to people who have different perspectives and just talk to different people. I think some of the most fun I've had is talking to someone who's lived a completely different experience than me and has a completely different outlook on life because they teach you things. Right, yeah. It's constant learning all the time, man. And and one thing about the podcast, like this is all new to me, but one thing about this that has really sparked my interest and has caught me here is like the enthusiasm, you know? Like so it, whenever I get into a conversation with somebody and I'm talking about something that you know what i mean that resonates with me like say the father wound for example you know what i mean like my dad was you know not really present for me in my childhood you know was a drug addict through my teen years growing up graduating high school it was really rough after that and i went through a really dark spot but like you come out of that man you come out of that and then there's there's a party that just wants to see everybody do just a little bit better dude you know yeah well there's just everybody has something like most people have some kind of trauma in their past that makes them the way that they are like you know it just how you grow up how you experience life at a young age how you you know view life what lens you view life through at a young age really shapes conditions you for who you're going to be going forward yeah absolutely absolutely man sure does all right that's it we're still rolling just want to make sure, but yeah, it's and to me, it's crazy. Like when you look into, like when you talk about the father wound and the mother wound and all, basically every you know psychological red flag issue anyone I've ever met has someone always has something to do with their parents. I mean, it's it's always something, and this is the thing, man. Is like there's people go through their lives, and it's like we said, you know, like you're not an adult at 18 years old. That's so foolish. No, you're basically allowing just... someone at 18 years old to make full on adult decisions is the craziest shit. Looking back, I think that 25 is a great age. Yeah. Looking back now that I'm 26, you know what I mean? Like, even like, I I would have been much better off in my life if I was able to make no fight, like major financial decisions, major like just major life decisions in general until I was 25 years old. Yeah. And I'm not, and I hate to say that because like I have two kids, you know what I mean? And that is like a a role that that you want adult should take. Well, you want. You want kids to learn independence and, like, you know what I mean, to yeah. take care of themselves and all that. But there is – I feel like there is a line that we – you know, we don't have to give people 
100% full freedom independence at 18 because it just seems like so it just seems so young looking back like when you're you know when you're when you're a kid you're like you're 18 is forever yeah when you're 13 to 18 years old you're like god you're a fucking you know what i mean you're, you're like, like i'm a man already yeah okay. jesus christ but dude <laughs> When you're like 26 going on 27, you look back at 18, you're like, God, I was a fucking idiot. Like, didn't know anything, I didn't man. How so anything works. So clueless. I didn't know how to pay taxes. I didn't know how to pay. I don't know how bills work. Yeah, I don't know how no. any of that shit worked. And dude, just w- trying to figure that out, I feel like it's such a nightmare for people that I'm just like, even 21, even pushing it back to 21, where you're like, all right. And you're legally able you, to go get a beer. You can legally go, go get a beer. Then we'll let you open a fucking bank account, you crazy bitch. You know, yeah, like, dude, and see, and this goes, man, and I could tie this into so many different things, bro. Like, so, like my whole, my pretty much my whole adult life, like I've never really been great with money. Truly, I've not because no. I never learned. Dude, that's what I. You, we are never taught in school. Like, I don't even care. They don't. They might teach some classes about like how to write checks. And stuff in school, but they don't teach you how to how to like manage a budget. They don't teach you how to do well, none not of that only that, shit dude. Like in school, and like the thing they don't tell you, like the thing that they can't teach you in school, and they have like and everyone always struggles with it. There's just there's so many things that you don't see coming that happen. Yeah, like there's so much unexpected life. shit that you have to prepare it's for. Life. Yeah, it's just life, and they don't prepare you for that shit. They're like, oh, the only thing you have to worry about is getting A's and going to college and getting out of college and just finding a job. Once you find a job, you're, you're fucking good to go, bro. And you're set. That's pretty much the way that they make it seem. Yeah. Right. I mean, and it's, it's just like, it's disgusting. So like in my experience, me and Kristen, my wife are homeschooling my kids. Like I, my, so my daughter went to, uh, went to preschool and then was halfway through kindergarten. And I pulled her out. My son was like halfway through the first year of school, like halfway through preschool, pulled him out. They hated it. They came home. Kids were mean to them at school. Like, just like, basically, like, talking shit to my children. My kids are four and six, man. Like, this is something that just disgusted me. Because, for one, I'm on a journey of self-discovery, man. And part of that is loving yourself and who you are. Like, loving just loving your physical body, loving your mental body. You know what I'm saying? Like, just loving every aspect of yourself. And, like... I can't teach that to my kids if they go to school and all they hear at school is negative bullshit all day long from other kids that probably get negative shit from their parents. You know what I'm saying? So it all runs in kind of like a cycle. But, like, my goal now is I have this podcast. You know what I mean? This podcast is going to, for one, allow me to dive into topics that are going to help heal the shit in me and make me better that way I can be better for them. You know what I mean? And in the midst of being better for me and for them, I'm going to hopefully be better for everybody else and then be able to help. You know what I'm saying? On some on some level. Even if it's, you know, even if it's, it's small. Even if it's minute as fuck, man. Even if it, like, this is my thing. Like, I hate yelling at my kids, man. I hate it. It literally rips me apart. But, like, they piss me off. I mean, sometimes you got to. Sometimes you got to. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I do my best to, like, always try to, like, get down on my kids' level and, like, look at them and just, like, tell them that I love them. When they're screaming at me, they're pissed off and they're making me mad, just, like, take a deep breath and be like, just give them a hug. Because a hug usually will make everything better. If a hug doesn't make it better, like, somebody's really done something wrong, right? So, like, that approach, just that whole softness, you know what I mean? It Like, 
you put that into action and it just it changes the way that you view. Well, when you treat them like they're, you know, I mean, here's what I think a lot of people, and I hate to say this, but a lot of older generation people, the thing is they just, they can't imagine treating children like they are also people. No, and because that, they're like, like They treat them almost like things. And I think that's a big issue. And that's a thing, like even our parents, I feel like did a, a lot better job at, you know, trying to get down on our level and somewhat interact with us. You know, I mean, the, a lot of it, parents. Generational. Like, I think. It, I think it literally is just the, like the evolution of human. Yeah. Existence, because like people were, like you got to think, man. That me and me and a guy that I work with talk about this shit right here all the time. Um, like th- three grandpas ago, like or four grandpas ago. Oh yeah, dude. They own slaves. Oh yeah. Like, like the, the, we Shit, are dude. not we are two not grand, that far ahead of two people. grandpas ago. It was socially acceptable if you came home and dinner was cold to beat your wife. Okay, that was regular practice. Now listen, so this is the thing: we are not far off. So no, like, right? We are not basi- far removed. Basically, from that shit. so this is just a generational thing, bro. So maybe in like the '30s and the '40s, people were like coming into this industrial age, and it was really hard. So like, they it was neglect, right? Yeah. And then that went on to the next generation, and then the next generation was like the what was like the the hippies and the love and shit, oh, yeah. and then the Vietnam War. And then you got all this fucking shit, man. It just piles up over the top of the generations. But, like, the more you do the work, right? You just do the work. And you, you like, I feel like this is a great thing, just podcasting in general. Like, I don't know if you see this, too. But, like, I'm sure that, you, like you said, you guys go down rabbit holes on this show sometimes. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you guys talk about some, some deep stuff sometimes. So, like, this brings to light some things inside you that can, like, help you and enable you to talk and control your emotion for one you know what i mean like i'm sure there are topics that get people heated or emotional or like sad oh yeah in here and i've watched so many people scream and yell i've seen people cry in here i've seen people throw up in here i've seen every range of emotion i've done only 25 episodes of of the most recent version of this podcast this is the 25th episode but i've done like probably 170 episodes of a show so I've been doing this for three years. I've been doing this for a very for a while now, and the range of reaction you'll get from people is insane. But oh man, I'm so ready for it. And like, the, I mean, you'll get some people who are going to be really intense with you. Like I like politically was the big one for me for a while because everyone I didn't talk about politics a lot on the show, and I still don't because I don't enjoy them. Right? They yeah. depress the fuck out of me. Right? I've oh I just feel like. like <laughs> Just I always get, tell people I'm like I don't like talking about politics because it makes me sad. It makes me feel bad, and it it's makes just me, a disgusting. Well, and topic. especially as someone now who like you know is very involved in two young children's life, it just makes me sad for the future. Like it really if is, things man. don't change. It's sad. Dude. It's gonna be such a fucking sad you world. Learn, you all get to live in, it, dude. And see, doesn't this go back to look at the perspective shift right there? Right. So like now that now that you see life from like what it is for the, those kids. It's it, it's so much worse, right? Yeah. Because the perspective shift, and it's just like, it, dude, it's so true. Well, you—that's uh, the thing, dude. Like, I think you can when you have like when you are around children regularly, or if you have kids, like you do, you you remember what it was like to lose your childhood innocence. It's really like hard. to go from Man. to Man. see to go from being a kid and being like, you know, the world is a fucking 
an open oyster and you can do whatever you want to when you really see what the world is really like. See, man, now look, now this is the beauty of the podcast because that's like a, you know, you have in your mind these like defense mechanisms set up, right? And like that, that just got in right there because when you said that, like that set with me because I do have kids, bro. And there's so many times that like I'm, I'm doing something with my kids and they do something and it like and you're just like they have no idea they have no idea or it instantly sparks like a sadness or an anger in me you know what i mean well dude the for me it's the trust you watch children have in others oh like i like dude it's heartbreaking as an bro. adult i don't i have a very like it's one of my big issues like growing up as a young kid i was very isolated like grew up with my grandparents always had like abandonment deep abandonment issues all that stuff and it wasn't my parents fault they were super young it was not Anything they needed to be blamed for, it's right. not. But I was, right. you know, I mean, you're a child. It's 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 the circumstance. So you don't get it. You don't understand why you are not being raised by your mom and dad. Like right. you don't understand that. See, my wife went through that. Like I deal with this issue at home too, man. Like, yeah, I, dude. I get like it. you don't. It's hard. You don't don't blame them, and I don't blame my mom and dad. I love my parents. My mom was on the show, but like it just is what it is. You feel the way that you feel, and it hurts you the way it hurts you. So I don't trust a lot of people. Like I don't yeah. put I don't it's put natural, a deep man. amount of trust in people. It's and natural. to watch the way these kids trust people, like so quickly, easily, but just like the snap of a finger. And it's so hard, man, because like kids make it seem like trust is broken, you know. And it breaks my heart because like, okay, oh dude, the first time, like first time your trust me. is broken as a kid. That shit harms you. You're like, what? And People can lie to me? It's really hard, bro. You know? So, like, yeah. And, and this is another big thing, dude. Then, like, as then, a then reason you why. You as an adult, you're like, oh, people lie all the time. Seriously. Everyone's lying. But you do your best to, to implement a. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. Always Just tell the honest. truth. Yeah. Be honest Always be honest. Me. Because, like, okay, so we had this little hiccup in public schools with my daughter. There was this thing, and apparently she lifted up her shirt. At lunch. Well, because she's right four. No. Okay. Yeah. And she's not thinking about it that right. way. So I texted. I'm, 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 I messaged the teacher, and I was like, so what's up, right? Mia comes home, and, like, she is just fucking. I'm so distraught. She's distraught, bro. She's upset as a motherfucker. She's, like, ball, like, like <clears throat> can't breathe, balling her eyes out. And I'm just, like, trying to talk. I'm like, babe, what's wrong? Talk to me, you know? And she's just, like. She ends up telling me that these two girls were, like, calling her fat and being mean and stuff. And that, like, um, these these two little boys wanted to see her her belly at lunch. Or some, some, something along the lines of that. Like, dude, I work. So Kristen is the one that dealt with this directly, right? But it just, it's like, dude, you're in kindergarten. Like, you're in kindergarten. What what is what is this? You, well, there's like and th that diminishes trust, bro. Think about it. Think about going to school and being around the people that you think are your friends, and then you deal with this shit. You got to come home. You deal with the principal in, in kindergarten, bro. Oh, it's a like it's a you, lot. you're asking you're asking a f six year old little girl, why are you raising your shirt up at in the cafeteria? And then Mia comes home to me, and then after, like, 30 minutes to an hour of her, like, deep bawling her eyes out and crying, she's like, I just wanted to show them my belly. Like, they were they were calling me fat. They were making fun of me, being mean. And just, like, 
as a father, for one, and I know that the, this probably doesn't sit with you the way that it does with me. Well, probably not, but because I, it's not such a close relationship. I can understand though where like I can see that, that, your frustration. Well, it's it's frustration, but it's also just, it's it's pain, man. You yeah, know? because like to watch your she now to watch her be ridiculed. Yeah, bro. Because now she doesn't trust no and loving herself. And that bleeds out in so many ways. She acts out because she doesn't she doesn't love herself, you know. And that is so sad. That's like, that's so fucking sad, bro. She's six years old, you know. And like I know I I know of like children. Like I know of kids, and I know that you probably have have heard stories or like seen in the news of of young kids fucking second third grade killing themselves. Oh yeah, dude. Like, bro, this is why. Like. Like this, that whole entire thing, that just that whole demeanor, that whole, like, ah, man, I don't even know. Well, one thing I always it. say about like a, a big thing that I think all schools will always struggle with is like kids don't have a good sense yet of what true right and wrong is. Yeah, no, like they're they're so little and they're so young and they're so new to everything like they, they just now are being able to talk and they're like you know especially like your daughter's age like these kids just learned how to well, speak a couple see, years ago yeah man. and they just started interacting with other kids like so I, like when i think about like bullying i'm just like that's just i hate to say it but it comes naturally because yeah. like you do it's it's experimentation yeah you they're experimenting with what it's like to interact with other people and they don't understand fully like the effects of what they're doing is going to have on people. Yeah. And it's sad, bro, because like those, you know what I'm saying? If you, if, if there are kids and like, I'm not ever single, singling anyone out, you know what I mean? But this is like just a general populist kind of thing. But like whenever there's that negativity, bro, like those kids don't know any better. It's like you said, they just don't know. No. Like they, they get taught in their household or in their environment that, that, there that, is, that is somewhere normal. in their life that they that that to them that is a normal way. That's normal. That's yeah. normal talking. That's normal like like interaction. Yeah. And, like it, it's really sad, man. It really is. It, it truly is really sad. It sucks. Um, well, and even more for you for the kid with the kid who's getting sent home crying. Well, see, and this this is the thing that really gets me, man. Because like right now, like I completely quit schooling with my kids. That's like de-schooling. Have you ever heard of that term? De-schooling. De-schooling. So basically when you homeschool, like, de-schooling is just a technique to completely fucking shut it down for a short period of time, right? Um, oh, like, kind of like a break? Yeah. But it's it's basically to, to shut out the idea of you, ha you have to go to school. Former school work in order to recalibrate your child's natural love of learning. That makes sense. So listen, bro. Um, basically, the goal is to, it's not... We have to get up and we have to do schoolwork today. The goal is, what can we what can we do today so we can learn something new, right? And in that, like my kids are getting to a point now where they they're like, you know, they you know they want to draw a picture or color, or they want to paint, or they want to, you know what I mean, go outside and and play outside, you know what I mean, and do the thing. But they're so little, man, and like a lot of a lot of the de-schooling stuff, a lot of places like different countries around the world for example like they don't even fucking start schooling until seven years old and this all goes into play with like your subconscious and your conscious mind oh yeah well the way we treat education in this country is 
so matter of fact. It's it's, it's a system. It's a business. It's a, it it, yeah yeah yeah. That's the issue. Is the, and it's, I and I'm not blaming teachers. I want to make that clear. I I really do think because I know a lot of teachers. Like I know a lot of amazing people who became teachers. And amazing I, they, teachers. People get into being to teaching because they want. To, like they want to help kids, or I they lo- or they ha- they have a love for learning. Yeah, right? like there's I, I don't know a lot of teachers who get in it because they make a lot of money or some dumb shit like no, that. No, dude, the salary for a teacher is like it's, forty grand it's a not year. The teachers, it is the the system itself that is clearly broken. Yeah, so the system is designed for your kids to grow up and be disconnected from themselves, right? The, for me, the system, I, the system is designed for your kid, and I hate to say this, really from the time they start going to school to the time they get out of school to be a source of income for the government. And like whatever a robot school, Yeah, a whatever school they're going to. Like, that's why they have all of these, like, curriculum, like, these mandatory curriculums, these mandatory like test scores and stuff like that it's all for funding like when you really look into it it's all about the funding for the school and it's did you know they actually have done away with that recently in, in, uh like the last five years probably no more i step that's great yeah that's amazing uh fuck all that uh no more sats bro ever in in like the country no more sats or acts i took a, i took the act i never took an sat i took the sat and scored like a like a, like a 900, I think. Yeah. Not, I, I don't even really you. know. Yeah. I got to take the ACT and I got, I got a 21. Really? Yeah, or something like that. I don't remember, man. High school was foggy for me. I just... God. It's like I said, man. You know what I mean? I, I live with such clarity now. Really, I do. But, man, so much of my life just, like, lived basically just like as a zombie. This is the crazy thing. Well, they don't... I, I think school, the big thing about school is they don't... To allow you to access creative parts, like they, more creative, they take away the alive thinking in you, man. parts of your brain. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think it's become so obsessed with a curriculum, and you have to learn these set of specific things before you leave school. Oh yeah, and see, it's shifted so dramatically, man. Like so, my daughter, even my daughter, for like example, she's six years old. She's in kindergarten, and they have. 10 inch iPads. Why? Why is a kindergartner on an iPad eight hours a day in the morning until three o'clock in the afternoon? It's the worst thing that you could possibly do. Like there's scientific proof that it's like the worst thing that you can do to wake up and look at an electronic in the morning, right? It's not a good thing to do to wake up and immediately look at your phone. It's not. Uh, It's proven fact. You know what I mean? Like I do my best. Like I don't even leave my phone in the bedroom at nighttime. Like stays in my kitchen. Like, I don't even plug it in my <clears throat> my bedroom just for that simple fact of trying to keep it away from myself because it's hard. A lot of people don't do this, man. Like, and it's, it's crazy. You know what I mean? So many times we get caught up, we roll out of the bed, our alarm goes off because our phone is our alarm for a lot of people. You know what I mean? Most people don't have an alarm clock nowadays. Um, and you, you just, you turn your alarm off and then the first thing you do is you're on social media, you're, you know, you're checking your messages, talking to people like you're outsourcing first thing in the morning. And like, I've done a lot of crazy research and like shows like the first, so like the first 30 minutes of your day, you're like so prone to uh, like, uh, 
holding on to things. So like if you, like say you began doing good habits in the mornings, like positive things, like right when you first wake up, man, that grogginess you feel when you're walking around the house and you're like not really all the way there yet. Like that, that, that in those moments when you're doing those things, like that's how you like basically rewire your brain, man, because you're not fully conscious yet. Like your thinking yeah. brain's not really all the way there yet, you know? Um, and it, 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 it's, it makes a big shift, man. You know what I mean? When, when you do that. Well, setting good, I mean, just having good habits, like when I go to the gym, oh man, I five, six days a week. Oh dude, I need to start I, I've so been bad. doing it for about a year and I've lost like. 20 30 pounds almost Do you feel better oh my god the it's energy insane. level well not only the energy level like just in general like walking around physically you just feel better. i feel so much better like just so much healthier so much more like willing to get up and do stuff like i'm not as tired when i get up in the morning i'm still tired right especially if i only get like a couple hours of sleep right that's right. what i really noticed is like one thing like being in a relationship i've noticed i get way more sleep Oh, yeah. Because I'm not out being a fucking hooligan at night. Yeah, you're not out fucking causing mayhem in the middle of the night doing things, you know. I get that because when you, when, you, when you have a family, you settle, man. You know what I mean? You, you really get, do. You get routine. Man, well, and that's how, like, it's called settling, and I hate that because, like. I hate the term. I, would I wish never, there was a better word I, Yeah, for it. I wouldn't give I really up do. the life I have now for the life I had when I was a single man at all. Oh, no. Like, never, I, never. I can't I remember, like, I didn't do anything with all my free time. And I'm just like, I wouldn't want any of that free time back. No, no, and it, it see, and that's a that's another thing that I'd like to bring up is like, man, doesn't it blow your mind now? Now that you're in this space, right? So in your free time, you're doing this. You know what I mean? You're. you're well, I mean, they're doing this. You're I'm doing down this. There you're with... doing family stuff. You know what I mean? You're you're just you're submerged in life, right? So just doesn't it just like when you sit and you really reflect, man? You take a second to look back and you're like, dude, like what the hell was I doing? Literally, my whole entire life. Yeah. Like what the hell was I doing? That was like just like, floating full, on, yeah, floating like, full, by. Full circle, like back to our like when you talk about eighteen year old being an adult. Like when I think about all the things I was doing, like what I had with my free time, like you know, what I mean, I was just being real reckless all the time. And I think it's because like you're not when you're that age, you're not immersed in life. You just it's your first experience with life, and you just you're you're doing you just it. go for it. You just go for everything all at once, all the time. And I feel like this is a really big problem with people that are like, you know, so say you have the good kid, right, in school that that puts on the mask and does everything that mom and dad wants them to do and is the good girl or the boy. But then the second you get off the college. And then the Yes. The second and you then get the a second freedom. you graduate high school and you get away from mom and dad, you get a car, you, you get, you get a, a car, and you get a place to live by yourself. You literally turn into a fucking wild animal, dude. I see it all the time. Oh my god, I seen it in I seen it in my own high school. I seen it in. I've taken advantage colleges. of it all the time. Oh yeah, <laughs> literally, bro. When I was young, young oh my god, like a literal filthy animal. Yeah, like literally, man. Those, it, it, I, listen, I went to. Went to college. When I, I was in a relationship. I went to college, and we were off and on through college. And she was in like a sorority, and so that was always a thing. Like all these girls in these sororities, all these girls who were going for these doctorates, it was the exact same story. Like just what you said. Like their whole lives, they had done what mommy and daddy asked. Right. The, the good, second the they kid, got man. to this campus, those were the wildest acting group of girls I ever, I to this day, I've ever been around in my entire life. Ever, man ever in your life and you know it just it goes to show you like 
what the conditioning of your life does to you, bro. Oh, yeah. You know, and it's it really is fucking profound, man. Because, like, if you can shape that, like, if you can be aware of it and you can shape it, imagine what you can do, bro. Oh, dude. Well, that's like my... Like, like if you can be aware, like, just you say, you're, you know, the... The kids that you're with now, they're 10, 11 years old. That's at a, that's at an age where they can cognitively and fully fully listen and hear what you're saying. Oh yeah, them. you well, know what not I mean? only that, not just cognitively. Like to me, the thing I notice is they how much they pick up on that you're not. That oh, that you're not even aware. Yeah, of, you're not even man. aware of oh. the stuff they pick up from you. Oh my goodness, yeah, dude. Oh my gosh, you really got to be careful too because like cussing is a fucking huge one, and and it's like I try to make it not a big deal, right? My kids aren't going to school anymore. I really don't give a shit if they cuss. Like it's just words, right? We know that they don't hold any like significant horrible meaning as no. adults. It's just like a way to express yourself, right? Yeah, but as a kid, it's different when you're, you know, what I mean, it's because. A, there is a polite set of language in public spaces and all that stuff. Like, I understand what you're saying. Right. To us as adults, we understand that, like, it's just a word. You know what I mean? But it's, it's, it's just like, it's just a form of expression. It's and such a, cursing is such an interesting topic because they are just words, but I also understand why they don't want your kid dropping fuck bombs in the schools. Like, I get it. I it's get such it. a weird thing. See, and this is the thing. Like, I kind of, okay, so me, me and my wife have kind of tried to shift to a perspective of it's not a bad word. But it's an adult word. Yeah. And you just can't use it right now because you're a kid. You don't understand. And you don't understand. Right. So, and like, I, like, as they get older, you know what I mean? If they're a teenager, like, I don't, I, like, I'm not going to fucking care if they cuss because it, it's a form of expression. Like, a guy that explains this so great is Gary Vaynerchuk. You ever watched him before? No, but I will check it out. So, yeah, go to YouTube here and look up, uh, like, just type in Gary V and then, like, cursing. And it should be a little clip on, like, YouTube or something. Uh, maybe it's that one right there, the TikTok, and the second one that's, like, yeah, right there. Oh, you bastard. Yeah, I think this is it. Why do you curse so much? For a guy who doesn't need to. Because I only believe in authenticity. It's how I talk. Like, when I think about, do I care about my employees, it feels more... Like, in my brain, in my heart, and my soul, do I give a fuck about my employees more than do I care about my employees? That's how my, that's for my brain and heart, for my mouth. I am willing to deal with the ramifications of me being my full self. Do you curse at home? A ton. In front of your kids? Yep. I'm just not devastated to go into my fourth grade, like, teacher, and, and Mrs. Thompson's like, you have a real problem. I'm like, what's that, Mrs. Thompson? Your daughter curses. I just don't see that as a real problem. Me and Mrs. Thompson just don't see the world the same way. Again, I am the byproduct of Mrs. Thompson telling me my whole life that I would be a failure. Mrs. Thompson thought that a D in science was going to be my downfall, just like she thinks saying fuck is her downfall. I don't agree. That's beautiful. So in the in the very beginning of that right he was like i just fully believe in authenticity right <clears throat> so in that aspect like i don't want to hide who i, I don't, am I don't from my hide children who i am bro like i like i don't give a fuck like i don't care like people's opinions of me do not matter and like that's something i want to instill in my children is like don't don't let other people's opinions of you shape who oh, you yeah. are well, fuck that's, them like it doesn't matter you know beautiful. and yeah man and so the, and i like I really, my perspective shifted on this 
whenever I watched this video, I was like, dude, this guy's got it right. Like, it doesn't fucking matter. Like, it does not matter. Like, the way you see it and the way I see it, it's wrong because it's just a word. It's a form of expression. And basically what they've done is they're just trying to shut that up, bro. When you bottle, when you bottle it all up and you don't express, what happens? I mean, usually people, you fucking, yeah, people, people blow you, up. And then you explode, man. You know what I'm saying? So in that, you just like it. Like you said, man, you just, you, you are, who you are. I'm like in my head, in my heart, like the, and then out of my mouth. It's, yeah. that, it's that simple. Like it's, there's just, there's well, no filter. There's no taking away who you are. Well, that's one thing. Like I give my, my old lady a lot of credit for. She's very good about like, no, I'm going to be completely honest with my kids about, you know, who I am. Now she's like, now obviously there are stories that I'm not, you know I mean? There's things that we aren't going to discuss till they're right. older. <laughs> right. Yeah, but like for sure. to a degree, to the degree that it is healthy for them, I'm not going to hide what kind of, you know, the person who like who I am as a person from them. Oh yeah. And I think it's just such a, I think it's such a good way to be with your kids because I think when you put on an act, when they get older, it, they see it. Yeah. Well, when they finally see through your act, it, it lends them to not trust you. Because why would they trust you? You pretended to be this completely different person around them their whole life. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got to be true and you got to be like yourself. Yeah. And you got to, and like, that's one thing that, like, I just, I, I haven't done it, you know what I mean? For the majority of my daughter's life, because like I said, man, you know, I had Mia whenever mm. I was 20. Like I was two years out of high school. A kid. A kid, man. I was so young, so young. And like, don't get me wrong. I'm blessed, bro. Beyond belief to have her. Right. But in that same aspect, like she has molded me into what I am today. Yeah, like having her set me on the path to becoming this. Right. And, and my son, too. But like you, you just have to put forth that effort, man. And when you like doing those things and, and letting them see that from an early age is the best thing that you can do, because then that sets them up for their future, man. Because like you, the all, like the human mind is a program. It's a giant computer, the most efficient, the fastest computer in the world. There's nothing stronger than your mind, bro. Nothing at all. No computer, like nothing matches the human mind, right? So you program at an early age the right way. And all the, you know what I mean? All, all the, basically all the bullshit of life that, that we had to go through, that our parents had to go through, you know, maybe they get to miss out on that. Yeah. And maybe they and just... may, maybe not, you know what I'm saying? Because like this, well, everybody has their own shit. disappointment and pain and suffering is a part of yeah, the but experience. But man. your hope is that they're prepared. I for have it. given them the tools an emotional, like the foundation that I didn't have going up that yeah, I had man. to pick up on the fly. That's all it is. You have, you have something, you have an advantage that I never had, which is you understand that all of this is a normal part of life and you right. are not by yourself. Right. Which well, is, like, you know I mean? I feel like that is such a, that you can tell, like, it makes such a difference in a kid's life when they feel like they have a, you know what I mean? Like, a full-on support network, and they can be emotionally vulnerable with the people in their life. You you can tell it in the way that they walk, bro. Yeah. You, you, you really can, and it's crazy that you say that, man, because, like, it's, man, it, it, that's so deep, because it really is true, like, man, because it runs on a physical level. Like, man, a lot of people, like, like, Myself, my wife included, like, man, a lot of people have physical pains at like as growing adults. Like we're getting into that age. We're late twenties, getting into the thirties. Like, you know what I mean? Our body is like, it's holding in emotion catches up with you. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like 
the years of I can handle it. I'm fine. I the can handle of, it myself. It's all yeah, right. It's all or good. It's, it's all. It's all, it's over, bro. You know what I'm saying? You really gotta like. And that's that's one part of my show that I really want to be able to touch people on. Is like I want to. I want to have that space. And then if somebody's like, I want you to make a whole entire episode about the father wound because that's me, bro. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's me so deep, and I feel that somebody shit. Somebody that needs to express some, themselves. Some, somebody that needs to express themselves and say that or, or be able to go and f- look at their dad and be like, I can tell you this now because, like, I had the feeling, but I didn't have the words. But now I have the words because, like, you know what I'm saying? Because of the show. And, and that's huge, man. That, that's so moving. No, no amount of money can pay for that. No, and it, well, and it makes just such a huge difference in people's lives. It's like... Like you said, people walk a little taller when they're able yeah, to get man. things off their like, chest. I, like even so, like in my experience, like dude, just like two months ago, I, I was able to call my dad at six o'clock in the morning, man, on the way to work, and I was like, "Dad, like, I love you, like, and I'm, you know, like I, I get it, I understand everything from a different point of view now." Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I was hurting, bro. Like. I was in pain and it sucked ass and I treated other people like shit because of it and my life got really bad because of it and like but I'm here now and I understand from a different point of view and like I want to let you know that it's all good like no matter what happened where we were we're good what went down yeah. we're good we're good we're gonna we're gonna we'll work it out like we're, we're not like do me and my dad are on a, on a like uh step 10 out of 10 right now we're on like fucking three out of 10 but it's a it's a, it's progress bro and it's work and like the thing that really sets it apart, man, is being able to do that. Like being able to, to just yeah, to have gone through life and to be able to be like, I don't agree with your decisions. I'm not saying you're right or wrong. I'm just saying I understand. Yeah. Like, I understand why you made the choices that you made. Right. I think it makes such a big difference when you are with Yeah, bro. It makes a big ass difference. And like, cause even when you have like, even when you have kids, like, you know, like I would assume, hopefully mine and yours are that don't have any emotional issues like that. Right, they don't have yeah. those holes growing up. And see, like this I is feel the, like even them, like you know, what I mean, even when they like they even when they get older, they're gonna be like, I, you know, what I mean, I understand a lot of the stuff you did now. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, and like part of that man is like that. This is what I told my dad is like it. It's like so. I'm gonna give your like your listeners uh, uh, just a, a quick little piece of something that really helped me with my dad. It's like everything that happens to us in our in our just like our experience, right? Is a byproduct of what has happened to the previous oh yeah, generation, right? So so like I lo- I started looking at it in in the way that my dad neglected me. My dad wasn't there for me. Like I didn't get the fatherly love. I didn't get that masculine love from my dad that like I needed as a kid, as as the only boy in the family, you know. And so I I didn't get that. Well, there's just there's something really to that. Like I know a lot of people talk about like not having dads. I feel like it's it's such a deep impact, especially it as, so much more than just especially a dad. as a well, and not only that, like especially as a male, like when you are a boy. And you don't have, like, it's just, because it's such a natural person for you to look to to set an example for who, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Uh, who, you, who you're, who you're be, supposed to how be. You, how you're supposed to treat people, other yeah. men, women, man. Like, it, it's, it runs so deep and it's huge. But, like, I looked at my dad and I was like, I'm not mad at you for what you did. Because what you did to me is a direct reflection of what 
What happened? My to grandpa did to you, Dad. And I was like, I know that you don't see it, but I'm going to explain it to you real quick. So I was like, you were on drugs. You were in and out. You were kind of like not really aware of the presence of family. Yeah. Right. And I was like, but your dad, I was like, you didn't have him, Dad. I was like, he was in Vietnam. He was in the fucking war, bro. He was not home. So in the sense, like, yeah, you had a you had an idea in you that my dad's off to war. He's doing a good thing, right? But my dad's a hero. My dad's a hero, but in all reality, that's not what it was. That's not what it feels like. That's not what it feels like, you know? Like it you can tell yourself one thing and then the feeling of it is completely fucking different, man. So like and I told him that. I was like, You have an unwound an un, an unhealed father wound, Dad. Yeah. That bled onto me and my two sisters growing up and then it because like my it consumed him you know what i mean and like i am so grateful that i'm only 26 bro and i'm here now i'm on this journey and i'm able to see things in a new way that allows me to move past it like i don't like my father wound bro will not rule my life you know what i'm saying like it 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 won't send me down a path of negative and bullshit like there was like two years of my life where i was like bad on drinking man you know like i would drink all the time off work drinking like 12 18 packs of beers getting fucked up all the time but you move past that bro and like i'm living proof of this fucking shit bro like people if there's anybody out there that's listening to this right now and they're like damn man like I don't like my dad's a piece of shit. Like fuck him. He done me so dirty. You know what I mean? He done this, he done that. He did, like it doesn't matter. Look at it from the perspective of what like it's just we're all one big mirror, bro. What happens to us is a reflection of you know what I mean? The, when you look at it that deep, it just it makes more sense and it allows you a space to look at it and say I understand and it's okay because I, now I'm grown and now I can look back and I can give myself what I my dad didn't give me. Like Say I'm having a hard time. Like, my radiator blew on my car a couple months ago. I didn't know how to fix that. I was frustrated as hell. You know what I mean? And in my head, I'm thinking, like, God damn it, man. I don't have this knowledge because my dad didn't teach me how to fix a car. You know? Like, he didn't. This has got to be simple stuff. Like, I'm watching 10-minute long YouTube videos and guys have it finished. Right? But you... But when you really look at it from a different perspective, man, you tap in and you say, okay, well, I'm just going to, I'm going to give myself this because I didn't get it before and it's frustrating the shit out of me and I'm getting mad and I'm getting upset on the inside. So I'm just going to like take a deep breath and give myself this and then know that I'm there for me all the time. And when you, when you have that shift in perspective, bro, it'll change your life, man. It really will. Yeah. It changes who you are as a person. Yeah, yeah. And that like that's my whole goal, bro. That like that's the whole thing. Really like you say like the mirror thing. It's like they always say, you know, the only people like hurt people hurt people. That's the way it always that's, is. That's dude, it's the way the world goes. Yeah, around. no and one no one just is naturally inclined Nobody is born nobody is born into this world evil, bro, that no. wants to cause harm. Nobody is born into this world and wants to see pain on other people. We inflict pain because we feel pain. Yeah. You know, like that's all there is to it. Like I treated my wife poorly because I was so broken by my dad. You know, like I found my dad laying overdosed on my mom's bathroom floor. They were split up. He went to her house, doped out of his mind on meth, was up for like 42 hours. Like, man, this is some really traumatic shit, bro. And I'm like 19, 20 years old at the time, right around the time my kids are coming into the into the picture you know what i'm saying and i'm I'm a grown-up i can go man after i dealt with my dad 
and you know what I'm saying? I went to the bar immediately. Drunk. Oh yeah, of course. Drunk as hell. Because immediately. Just to forget. Just yeah, to just you don't anytime you go into like anytime you intoxicate yourself in any way, it is liberation in a sense a way to escape your reality it's liberation from reality pain yeah, to man. get away from whatever it is that's bothering you at the time right yeah. and i agree with you i'm the same way like my grandmother the person who basically raised me she's a cat she has cancer she got cancer like two years ago and she's done miraculously well because it was not looking good at first but like i got real bad the last two years it stopped recently i slowed down but i had a real bad drinking problem where i was getting real fucked up like every week every single yeah, week man. and i'm not like not like a little like i would drink throughout the week but then every weekend i was killing it like friday blackout, saturday yeah, sunday like, like blackout drunk waking up feeling like shit you know yeah see and th this is what i'm this is like kind of what i'm talking about man it's like whenever you're able to sit and bring these things to life like bro nobody nobody will sit on the air and talk about having a problem with drinking no well most was, people aren't going to do that bro no, you know well, most people aren't going to sit on the air and be they don't have the ability to be honest with about, themselves. Yeah, That's with themselves. the first step, man. That is the first step in the whole thing is just being honest with yourself, you know? Like, and it goes back to that old saying, like, you can't, um, you can't fix a problem until you know that there is one, right? You know? Yeah. All right. Had to just check on some technical things, but you're good to go. Yeah, man, it's, it's wild. Like, all, like, I'm super intrigued to see how this show is going to go for you, sir. Oh, man, I'm really excited. I'm really excited I'm because, excited like, I the, the one thing that is, like, scaring the life out of me is just the community, you know? Like, I, I, I have no expectation, right? Like, I don't know what what to expect going in. Um, but, I like, I, wanted, I, I want people to understand that, like, I, I, I'm doing this solely out of, uh, out of a place of love, man, you know? Yeah. And, I, and, like, that truly is what it is because, like, we get so cut off just from love as a, as a whole. It's not just about, like, your relationships, bro. What are you talking about? <clears throat> it's just as a society, you are so... Just, yeah, we get... The society so, makes us Society cut off. is so isolating, especially with social media. Horribly. Social media is the worst. Like, I took a, man, probably a six-month kick off of facebook like i don't know probably like i just got it back like a month ago i think it was very refreshing dude it man it really will change your life because like when you don't like the media man they they just it's all tailored there's algorithm this is a, the thing that a lot of people just bypass you know and content creators understand the algorithm side of you know tiktok and youtube and you know these different things but like well they understand it in the sense of making money off of yeah. it yeah but in in the sense of capturing your attention like that that is the sole purpose like people forget that like you literally will get on your phone and you'll get lost on facebook for 2 or 3 hours and you and it like it, you don't even realize it oh yeah well, and and that is the point is like you you lose that time you know and when you lose that, like when you lose that time, then you realize it, and then you do what you need to do. But it's it's addicting, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's really, a, well, really bad. It's almost, I mean, it's just as bad as any other thing that you can, you know, what I mean, any other addiction that you can develop. And it's like you said, you just you lose so much time to it. And I feel like, and a big thing I feel like has changed it so much is the ability to make money off of it, because I feel like you know, like when you really look back in the day, 
people who are making content on things like YouTube, like they really were just doing it because they loved it, and they was something that right, they thought, yeah, man, would be either and funny you, you would get or guys, educational, yeah. Or, you know, yeah. what I mean, there's something they were they were just having a good time, and now I feel like there are so many people that you can like it's it's clearly just they do it to make money. Yeah, because it's grown. Like, dude, like, there's YouTube no has value. grown so exponentially in the last 10 years. That's oh, insane. It's retarded. Like, man, I remember, like, whenever I was, uh, like, a freshman in high school, you know, people were, like, YouTube was primarily for, like, gaming. Yeah. And, like, uh... Guys like PewDiePie. PewDiePie or Ninja or like Shroud yeah. or any of these major gamers, bro, they get on here and then like that's that's what it is, the majority. And like I was so like I, I like self-taught graphic design, right, through yeah. Photoshop and all this stuff. I did a lot of this stuff in high school, man. And like <clears throat> so a lot of things that I did was like designing like YouTube background layouts for like different like gamers or like whoever it may be that had a YouTube channel at the time, right? Um, and this is all I was into. And this is like pretty much all you could find on YouTube at the time. Maybe like funny, funny videos and stuff like that. But yeah. it was nothing on the scale nothing that it like is today. Now. <laughs> now YouTube has basically taken over Google. You yeah. know what I mean? Google is irrelevant now because there's videos literally on everything, man. You know? So it's, it's like scary. Well, the thing for me, like, dude, is like when you just like, when you watch, like the big thing that changed for me is to watch the change that these content creators have gone through where they like these people just used to be like really just internet nerds like people like me yeah and you. like computer geeks man. yeah like people, people that like to get on the computer and like uh, like newly smart people that are into the like technology age and all the shit but now it is literally now you have people like jeffree star who's like world famous household name and does nothing but youtube that's it that's yeah. all that's that's all he does it's it. I mean, man, it, it goes even further than that. Like he has his own makeup brand. He's like, there you, are, when you look at someone like God, what is his name? James Charles. Yeah, that's. Ins- I would never like the back in the day YouTubers. I could never imagine someone doing something like that. Like what was that? Like guy's being name? a mainstream successful makeup artist who like goes to the Met Gala and shit. I'm just Off like of YouTube. What? Yeah, bro. Because look at the audience, man. Like that's the that's just it's the crazy thing because there's no cap. That's what makes YouTube such a powerful no. tool is there's no cap. You know what I mean? Like you could literally reach the well, entire and what used to make it even more powerful is you could put anything, anything on YouTube. I don't. Know, I'm, I'm old enough to remember there used to be porn on YouTube, people. Long, yeah, long time ago. Long ago. Long ago. That's Back where in the- everyone went to watch porn. <laughs> everyone. <laughs> Everyone went to YouTube, and And, that is not a thing anymore. And it's even crazier now because, like, okay, so if you if you were to look up like Ryan's World, right? That that young kid, the little Asian boy that has a YouTube channel. This kid started on YouTube and literally has made it worldwide. He has toys and clothing sold at Walmart. Like this kid's fucking huge, bro. He's a, a millionaire, and he's literally probably not even ten years old. I mean, it's insane. It's, it's, ins- it's literally the insane. The world we live in is just, that's a big thing I think that we don't talk about with our generation. Like, cause everybody talks about like, like millennials and Gen Z. I'm just like the, like, here's the thing. The technological advances that like the greatest generation went through and all that stuff, like we're very limited. We have seen so much change so fast. Dude, this shit right here is like 
it's like the car. Oh, you know what I mean? Or the telephone. Think about it. The, the ability to pass this knowledge like that. Well, think how much the world has changed just since the first computer was invented. Oh, fuck. In 1999. That was 20 years ago when Microsoft had the first, like, real, We were literally infant. We were, like, we were toddlers. 80s, like, in the 80s. It was, like, the first real computer, I would oh, say. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 85. The first, like, Apple Mac and all that stuff. 85, if I remember correctly. I'm going to think. I mean, I want to say 85. Even if you give it an estimate, I remember back but being still, like. That's, you are saying there are people alive today who remember the first computer. And yeah. the changes we have seen to computers. Are just, astronomical. Not just computers, everything from computers. Cell phones. Yeah. Cell phones is fucking astronomical, dude. They make cell phone screens that fold in half. Yeah. I've seen them. I, I don't know how it works or why it works or why it's even a thing, but they make touchscreen cell phones that fold in half. Oh, yeah. And it's fried. Like, I don't understand it. And th- this is how far we've come. And, like, the technology that we as... Uh, I think that's more what I was saying. Like, when you look back, like just like just when we were kids, like in 08, like, do you remember a Razor? Like a flip phone? It was like, it was like a, a rocket ship back then. Yeah, we thought that was the coolest shit. That could Since sliced bread, yeah, dude. You, were like, you know, like, you thought that that was amazing at the time. And... In all reality, it's like that. That's just how we have evolved. As uh, you just look at all the pieces. I remember in sixth grade in when they room. came out with those little phones that slide up, and then the keyboard was right there, and it had the little wheel in the middle. Oh my god! Everybody, uh, what were they called? Envies or something? Like a, I think everyone was, had yeah. one of those, dude. Everyone had. You either one had of those the phones. one that slid up, or you had or one the that one had that the flipped keyboard open on and had it. The yeah, keyboard. yeah, man. Everybody had one of those things. You know. Oh, and dear. it's just like the, the the way that technology moves really is truly fucking nuts, man. Like there are the technology that we even have now, it's it's beyond our our like beyond my grasp, truly. Oh, it's beyond your it's beyond you know, comprehension. Th- there's there's artificial intelligence. We ha- we literally have it now. Oh yeah, we have artificial intelligence. We, are, we have robots. We, we have, are only, I would say five six maybe ten years away from seriously having to have a conversation about what we're gonna do for people when robots take their jobs. Like, what are we, like, what is, what? This, okay, so look, check this out. Uh, this is for all of the viewers as well. Like, this is not, th- th- this is a great, uh, like, part that's going to be in my show, too, is like, man, robots probably will take over the mass production. Like, of most things. Uh, of most things, cars. Most things you, computers, most, most things, things you buy. Use, like, on a day-to-day basis, will be right? built by a robot. So you have to you have to go back to the roots, man. So you have to connect yourself to nature. People have to stop depending on big pharma and learn how to go out and pick herbs and make medicine because you fucking can. You know what I mean? There's medicine for every... Like, I know that this sounds so foolish and it's so broad, but, like, there's, there's herbs and there's medicine for every ailment out there, man. And, like, when you really do... Read some books... Get some knowledge because when you when you dive in, dude, like the, the possibilities are fucking endless. It's okay. crazy. Like, I we live in southern Indiana, and I have three pineapples growing or in in the works in my house. Can you imagine that? That's crazy, right? In our climate here, but it's that easy when you do the research. Well, when you just know what you're doing, you know yeah. how to take care of. You know something. what I mean? Get back to your roots, bro. Get back with nature. Learn to garden. Create your own food. Learn to hunt. Learn to fucking skin fish and animals and at that point when it, when it gets back when, when we transcend into this point where robots basically are running production of the world not just in america but everywhere everywhere you know what i mean you've got robots that are bank tellers and you don't need you know what i'm saying at this point 
Like, I think money is going to become obsolete at some point. Like, there's not going to be any need for money anymore. Unless, I, I just, I don't know how the system, money. Like, it's so complicated, I think I'm man. I'm more concerned that, like, like when you look at, like, wealth disparity, like, that society is going to collapse one day. So, like, dude, that's a population collapse. Yeah. This, that's crazy. Like, it, I think it's just, it feels inevitable that, like, when... When people, and to me, that's the big one. When people start losing their jobs to automated machines, because here's the thing about that. Every company that can hire robots is going to, and I'll tell you why. They will work constantly, no nonstop. They don't need bathroom breaks. They don't have kids. They don't have anything that... No obstruction. No, there's no obstruction to the work. They don't have to pay them anything. They build them. That's it. They're fucking there. They may have to pay one guy to maintenance them. Maintenance. That is it, man. And, and, and it, it, it truly is crazy because when you think about it, man, think about job. Think about some jobs that can't be replaced by machines. Your construction work, it can be replaced by machines. Yeah. Con- concrete. You use machines for construction work. Con- concrete. Okay. J- construction is so broad in the aspect, but just uh, to just to go into a little bit of detail for concrete, like if it came down to it, and there were robots that could move like humans can move, right? Like if they had if they had the ability to you know yeah you had some Boston to, to, Dynamics to, robot to uh, uh, yeah like a Boston Dynamics robot exactly like, like you if can you mass have, produce yeah mass produced bro like you don't need any physical labor job you need no humans for no at all because for one robots probably have unmatched fucking strength you know what I'm saying yeah. like there there's no cap to strength you don't have to worry about injury like. Well, no, be and precise. These are all, some of these can be positive aspects, but you have to think about like the human population, bro, because population collapse is such a huge oh, yeah. deal, and people do not know about it. Did you know that in twenty, I think it was twenty twenty one, Japan lost six hundred thousand. Bro, that's scary. Yeah, that's scary as fuck. Six hundred thousand, and like this, and COVID play like it just. It all kind of just makes sense. Think about it, you know? Like, you have COVID originating in China where you have half of the world's population in China alone, right? Yeah, well, it's, I mean, it's just insane. It is insane, but, like, man, I, I, I can't help but have this thought that COVID was, like, possibly man-made just for the simple fact of, like... Oh, I think it was 100% man-made. Or I'm not even. Just, I'm just, not just even. Just literally a tool to control population. People know. People who know me know that my like. I'm not a big conspiracy theorist. I'm very much a like. I'm very, very, very left. But I've always said I'm like this. Shit doesn't act like a regular disease. Like right. it just doesn't. <laughs> yeah, you got to have like 27 boosters with your vaccine. You got to give like man. It's just it's it really is nuts. Like my wife got the vaccine because well, I couldn't get it. I like, I looked in, like I asked my doctor about it and they suggested me not to because I have like ADHD and I'm on the spectrum. They said it will give you heart issues. Really? Yeah. So I didn't, I never got it. (sighs) Scary man, because my wife uh, did get it and she, uh, she is, well, she's self-diagnosed autistic, but she is diagnosed with ADHD as well too. So, yeah, crazy. It's, dude, it's scary. Like you can give you like my brother, like my brother, me and my brother both are like doctor diagnosed right, yeah. on the spectrum right. ADHD. Like, and he it put him in the hospital. Like he got the he took he he, he got the vaccination. He got the vaccination. Did he then, get like, the Pfizer? Is that what a week that later? What it was? Yeah, I don't know what which one he got, but he got the vaccination. And then a week later, he was like in the doctor with real serious chest pains. Like he left school and everything. 
it, it just, man, it, it's it's really horribly disgusting, dude. Yeah. Like, well, you know? one thing like what blew me away about the disease is it was just so badly mishandled by by our government, oh, yeah. by both administrations. Oh, yeah. Like, it, like I don't blame the Trump administration or the Biden administration. Both administrations just handled that as poorly as you can fucking handle a pandemic. I mean, I I will I really don't think that my brain can I think if they, if ever they, grasped the fact of why they gave away so much fucking free money. Like wh- that uh, for one, why why does the, why do people think it's free? It's not free. It's not free, but I understand why they did that. My problem was more I think they should have just been honest with people from the very beginning. I think that would have established a lot more trust. If they had just said from the beginning, listen, we don't we don't know a lot about this. But they can't if you guys would like just wear masks, wash your hands. We'll figure it out, and once we figure it out, we will let you know. But, but, they, but they, can't, they can't do that shit because people would panic. Yeah, people would panic. People would immediately be like, "We're all gonna die." But, they, but see, and that's the thing. But they'll never, they'll never tell the truth. No, on live ever. And I think there's like, I understand the public panic aspect, but there's gotta be a, a difference because we have now run to a point where like, I don't know if I can believe anything these fucking people say to me. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> And I'm just like, we've got to find a middle ground between y'all not telling us scary shit and then and occasionally being like, hey, here's what it is. Yeah, and it's like every – have you ever noticed that ever so often, like, something will come up in the news or on Facebook about, like, oh, there's this uh, crazy insect that's, like, native to some crazy country, like, across the fucking world that's, like – that's been seen in, like – Kansas. <laughs> yeah, dude. Or some shit like that. Or some shit like that. And I'm like, man, like, but but why? You know? And and really, all this does, so basically, this is like a tactic used by the government or the system to instill fear in people, bro. Because what happens when you act out of fear and you live in fear, right? Your life is just a fucking mess all the time. We know this. Like when I mean, when you look back and this all goes back to changing your perspective. Like when you shift your perspective and you look at your experiences throughout your life in a different way, <clears throat> like it just it all adds up to something a little bit different. You know what I mean? When you look at it in a in a different way. Well, when aspect. you're able to analyze it with the mind yeah, of man. someone who's thinking it's correctly. Like, it's like you said, you know what I mean? You go through life up until you're twenty five, twenty six, twenty seven years old and you, you, you really don't have that ability to analyze deeply or you have you haven't had that shift in perspective yet that's allowed you to see it from a different point of view and uh well you have just you've never looked at something you you know i mean when you look at something with the eyes of an adult the eyes of someone who understands like how the world really works it just changes every like the way you think about things because like the way i felt about things when i was 24 is completely different the way i feel about things now i'm here's the thing i feel like you get much more pessimistic is the problem like the older you get the much more you realize like it's okay everything's just kind of locked in like there's there's no real change in the course of the direction of the train at this point we just have to see how hard we can pull the brakes before we finally hit something right (laughs) Right, the train's going where it's fucking going we can't change direction anymore we can't reach over and grab the steering wheel and try to get out of the way we just got to pull the brakes and hope we slow down enough that when we hit some shit it's, it's not, not that so bad. bad, yeah. See, and that's that goes back to preparing the kids, man. You know, it goes back to giving the kids the foundation to be able to deal with all the shit life throws at you. Because, like, Rocky, the movie, is such a great 
Like, there's a lot of life lessons in that movie, dude. Such great. Now, that's, what, that's the word I was looking for. Life lessons, like you don't. If you see let life, though. if you let life beat you to your knees, it will, and it will keep you there. Like that is one of the most profound lessons that you can take in life if you really listen to that. Because like oh, yeah. well, so many times, even in my own life, like something will be hard. Like times are hard, and then when times are hard, you and if you let that engulf you. Guess what's going to happen? Well, it's, it's just going to get worse and worse and worse and worse. Oh, it's, it's, I can talk it's about like movies, a snowball effect, and their meaning all day. I took film classes. It's what I should have done as a oh, kid. Yeah, it's what I should have went into as a fucking adult. But like, dude, the symbolism, the beautiful symbolism that Sylvester Stallone's able to put, with like to physically represent the idea of never let life keep you down in a physical form with a boxing matches is genius. Oh yeah, genius. Bro. So good. Because so there, good. I don't care what anyone says. There is nothing like I've watched this with girlfriends. I've watched this with the fiance. Watched it with everyone. Everyone cries at Rocky. You want to know why? Because when he is sitting there getting the fuck beat out of him by Apollo Creed, you can't help but put yourself in his shoes. Yeah, and like think of every bad situation you've been in. Every time life beat you down, yeah. and you're just like, "Come on, you Italian son of a bitch!" Yeah, <laughs> come bro. on. Yeah, and you you feel that, yeah. man, and you resonate with that, and that's powerful, bro. You know, it really is. And it's like you said, so many movies can do that for you. Oh yeah, there's so many you know? movies that like like I love Star Wars, and I think one of the key. To me, one of the key themes in Star Wars is to never give up. It's like, you know what I mean? No, yeah, no, no matter, matter what, what. No happens, matter what. No, no matter, matter how much. Well, this is a great. Dude, Star Wars reflects a great message onto like kind of what I want to do with my show. Like no matter how much darkness, man, no matter how much bad and how much anger you can inside always of you, you have that choice, bro. You have that choice to just like accept it, bro. Just accept the light and the love inside you because guess what? We all have it. Where do you think the idea from Star Wars originated from, oh, yeah. bro? Something like it's it's creativity, bro. You know what I mean? You take that original idea and then you you get a spark from it. We well, just look at like the Force. Like the idea behind the Force is some of the most hippie shit ever. The idea of the Force is it's like literally this life force that connects all living beings together and that if you get in tune with it enough you can bend it to your will like bro and listen and i know that this sounds foolish and on a physical level yes we can't do that but man i truly believe that once we are in tune with that because think about it man like we're, we're not just present here on this planet for a reason like everyone's heart on this earth is beating it's connected to something. You know what I mean? There's a reason why we are alive here. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, there's a reason it, you're on the planet. Yeah, and it goes deeper than that. Like, you have to find that within yourself. Like, you have to find that reason why you're here. You have to find your purpose. Yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, like, may, maybe the, the, maybe this is my purpose. You know what I mean? Starting my show and doing my podcast, like, and, and sharing these ideas with the world because, dude, if everyone can envelop these ideas, just oh, yeah. basic simplicity, bro, just learn to say it's okay let go of the negativity like and negativity comes in so many forms man the media facebook you know what i mean like just small things all around when you can get rid of that man and, and see the other side of it like it's just it's 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 crazy it is you know what i mean it really is crazy well, I mean, that's why I'll probably I'll support your show with everything I have, sir. Because I, yeah, do, I really do think you're look, man. See, and this is the thing that it's just like you said. You know what I mean? Really it's like the tide for the right reasons. Yeah, like the tide lifts all ships, bud. And 
I just want, you know what I mean? I just want to help everybody, dude. You know what I mean? Like so many people in, in my personal life and, and you know what I mean? In, in the, the things you see when you go to the grocery store or the gas station, the people you see, you know what I mean? Like I'm to a point now where I, like I can see, like I see people and like I, I just imagine, you know what I mean? Like, man, that, like just their demeanor, like they, that's a, that's a miserable person right there. Like not, they're not. They, they just they don't feel it like they don't get it you know what i'm saying it's so many people so many people man and this was me like I, I i i'm not boasting man like i'm not that guy like this was me like literally a year ago oh yeah two years ago but it just really is that shift in perspective man that allows you to see things for what they are and then realize like why 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 are we why are we here what are we doing you know what I mean? Sure, I can wake up every day and I can go pour concrete. And I can come home to my kids, my wife, and I can cook dinner. I can play with my kids. I can take them outside. I can teach them. You know what I mean? Well, do saying, do my things with my kids. And I can be a dad and I can work and provide. If right? that's a life you're satisfied with. Like if and that's then a life if that's you're a happy life with, that you're satisfied that's with, that's wonderful. Then that's fine. But really, a, a, a goal of mine is to let people know that that is not all that there is to it, man. You know what I mean? Like you have to be able to find something think, that just generates retarded levels of enthusiasm within you. Like just like the idea of this show and a lot of these topics, like just small little yeah. bits that we've brought up in, in this bit that we're talking about right now. Like these things excite me. You know what I mean? They give me enthusiasm. Like I could sit up here and talk uh, with you about, about this shit all night long. You know what I mean? Like I, I truly, I could do that. And, and, and that's where it is. You know what I mean? No matter what area of your life or what it is that you're doing, if it makes you feel alive and it makes you feel like you're doing something good and right, like that's what you got to go after, man. Like it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter if it's singing or writing or you know what I mean? Like taking care of other people, yeah. healthcare, helping. It doesn't matter what you're doing. It's like if you if you like wake up in the morning and it doesn't make you want to stay in bed, then get up and do it, bro. Because, like, why not Why not share that with the world? That's my thing, too, is, like, why not share that? Well, I think what you, people don't realize is, like, when you do that, when you treat your soul to things that you actually enjoy and you actually want to do, you are the best version of yourself, and that's what you present to people. That's, yeah. That's what you give to other people when you're yeah, the best man. version of yourself. Yeah. And, like, you have to do things that you like to do. Really, you do. Well, that's the one thing I, I was going to say. I think – more than anything I get I, a lot of people will get from your show and I hope people get from my show is that I really don't feel like like this idea that everyone has ingrained into their heads that you just have to work until you die and you always have to do things you don't like like yes you absolutely have to do things you don't want to do when you're an yeah, adult and you have to man. do shit you don't like but yeah. you sh you should have fun you should be able to enjoy yourself you should you got to be able to live. But this yeah, is the thing, life man. shouldn't be a constant beat it's down. Not a, it's not a, hey, let's get up and go to work till we die. And that's what schools teach us. You know, Schools teach us, hey, let's go get a job. And then once you get a job, uh, you'll have a family. And then, uh, yeah. And then you just work. And then you just, you just one get day, up. One day you'll hopefully retire. You just, you just work until you die. And uh, that's not the case, guys. That's just not it. Because, like, like. It's just not. And I haven't gotten to a point in my life where I can go and I can travel and I can do all these amazing things. I'm not there yet. But I know but like I know that the more that I give to everybody, 
the more that I am just open and like just share my experience and what I know and what I believe and what I feel, I'm going to get there. You know what I mean? Like I, I will get there. I, I have plans to see the whole country. I'm going to do that. Like, I believe you. I you know what I mean? You know. Like yeah. you, you have to have aspirations, man, have have as a person, you have to have goals. And a lot of people get hung up in goal, goal making. This is a huge one, man. I, I, I'm going to do a whole entire episode on goal making because, like, dude, so many people don't know how to set goals. It's, it's like crazy. You know, it truly is because there's so many different kinds. you got short-term goals. you got long-term goals. You've got, you know, you could even do weekly goals, daily goals. Like, there's a great book that if I could recommend to you and to your listeners, it would be uh, Mini Habits by Stephen Geese. Um Bro, this book is amazing. It basically just tells you like the power of uh, success, right? So you set something. This guy, what he did was for six months, he did one push-up a day. He wanted to get in shape. He was a lazy cow. He didn't want to do anything. He didn't want to go to the gym. He was like, oh, he was like, so basically through the book, he started saying like, I was going to go to the gym twice a week, blah, blah, blah. Nothing worked for him. He did one push-up a day. And kept track of it and then like many habits like you know you do one push-up nobody's gonna just do one right so one is your minimum so once you do one then you you like you feel the success within yourself yeah. you allow you allow yourself to feel success right that's the first step because when you allow yourself to feel su- success then that builds momentum in your life um, and that and that's powerful man and I use that it, it's hard, you know what I mean? Because like we get so caught up in negative habits, watching TV, checking the phone, getting on Facebook, whatever it may be, you know what I mean? We, we all know that there's, you know, negative habits. And if, and if you don't know that these are negative habits, like let this be an enlightenment for you, you know what I mean? That, you know, staying on your phone all the time and, you know what I mean? Drowning out to technology and not being aware of where you are in the present moment. Like these are all those things. And uh, you got to work on that, man. You know what I mean? It got to experience life. Yeah, you have to. You really do. You really have to. I'm sorry. I've held you here for two hours. No, you're good, bro. We've been talking. It's been great. I've oh, been yeah. loving it. I've been loving it for but, sure. But uh, I think we'll, we'll have to skedaddle on out of here. Yeah, I'll, I'll get somebody sure. the promos, obviously. Right, tell everybody where we can find the podcast. It's always, it was wonderful to have you. It was a really deep and yeah. introspective conversation we got yeah, to have. Man, there. I just – it's like – this is great because for one myself I don't I don't get to you know talk about this kind of thing very often with a lot of people you know these are these are all like thoughts and topics and stuff that I've explored myself you know what I mean but I'm like, sure it's nice to know that someone else out here is an open book Well yeah you know what I mean it's, <laughs> it's nice to know that there are people out there that that listen and that that kind of have been through some of the same experiences you know what I mean like you you know what I mean like you've been through some of the stuff with you know what I mean dealing with you know your inner stuff and you know what I mean, working out, you know, some of your problems that you've had. And, you know, it's beautiful to know that there are other people that are doing the same thing, man. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because it's all really a journey, man. It really, it truly is. But uh, I haven't gotten my show up and running yet, but uh, it will be just uh, diversity in life with Devin Stidham. Yep. With Mr. Devin Stidham. Uh, yeah, we'll have that on. Uh, we're going to be on Spotify, Apple Music, and I'm going to be probably doing some videos, too. I'm going to have a YouTube channel. Ooh. And, uh, yeah. So is it a, is a YouTube channel going to be your under your name or is it going to be? I know we'll make a YouTube channel for the, for the show itself. It'll be um you know 
diversity in life too if, if that's open i'm not sure i'll have to do a little bit of tinkering with it to see you know what i mean whenever i get the show fully up and rolling but uh, it should be soon i'm hoping to have an episode out probably in the next like two to three weeks so love it yeah love it love well, it man thank you for having me on kyle i appreciate it brother no problem, it's been great man. Man. it's been a great time it's been great. Uh, you can find this you can find us planet comedy here on facebook at the planet comedy on facebook and instagram at the pcp gang on twitter uh we have a youtube channel ourselves where we post full episodes uh, videos of that are coming soon. I've talked about the video content I'm going to record. Try to do some movie reviews here soon and get that done. Yeah, I'd like to get on one of those for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely, uh, I don't know about the the Winnie the Pooh, though. That's that's my shit. That's a little deep for me. The Listen, Cocaine man. Bear, though, I, I want to get on and, and do a review on Cocaine Bear for sure. The two bad, they're so bad, they're good movies, are my shit. As I live for that stuff. So, just a quick question before we leave. Are you, um, are you still doing the MMA podcast, too? I have not. Me and Colin shut that down due to a busy life. Oh, okay. Right. But we've been doing more. I've, thought, I've been thinking about doing like MMA content, like more video based stuff. Cause right. I feel like yeah. That's a little. Cool. Right. Man, I tell you what, like if, you know what I mean? If a time ever comes and you want to get somebody over here that, you know, likes to talk UFC, you know what I mean? And you want to, you got some guys. Oh, I know. Or some, some guys. gals that like to, you know, that like to hear and see UFC related content. Oh, we dude. can put something I, well, out there. I, I could definitely that, get back I, on for I it. I feel like, uh, one thing I've always wanted to do is I have a lot, like like my girlfriend, my girlfriend, my fiance's girlfriend or cousin's boyfriend. I've known him since high school, and he's a big fight guy, and we talk UFC constantly. Right, yeah. And I've always wondered if I could get, like, and Tommy watches the UFC, obviously. I've always wondered if I could get everybody together and do, like, kind of like fight companion type things. Oh, yeah, I'd love that. That would be great. And kind of do analysis and stuff like that. I think that would be more engaging because the podcast is hard to keep up with because it's hard to keep up with everything that goes on right, in the fight world. Yeah, for sure. For sure, yeah. You know what I mean? It's hard to figure out. A, it was hard to figure out an upload schedule. Plus, it's hard to get Colin in here with everything oh, he's yeah, got going on. Sure. Yeah, and everybody's always so busy, man. That's another thing. It's so hard. It's so hard to stay connected, dude. You know what I mean? Oh like, my god! While everybody's so busy, when it's you got kids, wild, you're working, while we're all, this stuff, we're all on fucking social media together. But it's so hard to stay connected to anybody anymore. Literally, man. But you can find us right here at Planet Comedy on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, Google, Pandora, pretty much anywhere you can get podcasts. You can find us. But uh, do you have anything else? Any parting words to people? Uh, man, just Devin? really, uh, you know, guys, just take what I said uh, with a grain of salt, really. You know what I mean? Just like, if it's something that resonated within you, you know what I mean? Look for my show in the in the coming weeks, and uh, I, I hope to see you there. Big time, for sure. All right. Peace, love, and trouble, ladies and gentlemen. Have a wonderful rest of your day or night.